El primero de mayo. <laughs> My next guest is a man that I've seen transition from intern to MMA fighter to now combat sports contributor. It's been a hell of a journey. It's been a hell of a ride. This is a man that I've seen come from a meager beginning and is now nearing getting to his dream. And I'm here to be a part of it. And I'm here to introduce you to a guy that I've known for a very long time and that I've worked with, that I've shared some laughs with. And he's a guy that when it comes to combat sports and MMA specifically, there's not too many more that I trust than my next guest. His name is Ike Feldman. You can find him online at Ike Feldman, spelled out the way you think it is. He is a NBC Sports Combat Sports contributor. So look up all the stuff on NBC. He's been doing a lot of content for them, and that will hopefully grow in the very near future. But let me introduce my guest, Ike Feldman. Welcome to the The Sam D Podcast. What's up, man? I, I don't just talk combat sports. We could get into Colin Kaepernick oh. if you want. Oof. <laughs> well, hey, look. <laughs> my audience will love that. Everybody. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, bro, something light. What do you think about Muslims and Jews? And yeah, Jews? let's just get, you know, John Gruden, go. I'm going to just lob you up. <laughs> 6,500. Only the light stuff, man. This yeah. Over half deep. a million emails. Go ahead. Let, let's go ahead and break them down subject line by oh subject my line. Goodness. That's why uh, it's like I, I stay in my bubble. Sorry to drift a little here, but like I literally, I, I challenge you, I challenge everybody, I challenge family members. Do no news. Uh, Geo uh, Greg Giannotti of Boomer and Geo uh, calls Boomer a size and doom scroller because he's like, dude, you're just looking at the news to get upset, and then uh, can we curse on this? Sure. Yeah. Itch and moan about stuff, and it's like I have a lot of family members about that. They're like. They watch the news. Oh, there's a stabbing here, shooting here, car crash, 10 kids yeah. are dead. Superman didn't save them. It's like, right. I'm like, I challenge you. Don't watch the news for a week. I learn everything word of mouth, which is kind of refreshing. Dude, it's, it's, and to, to go along hurricane. with that, like I, I used to, you know, I grew up watching the news every day. It was like ingrained into my brain. But as I got older, as you said, it's just, it's just, they lead with negativity and I'm not Mr. Positivity. I'm not, you know, Kumbaya guy, but it's like, you know, how many murders can I see? How many, you know, look out for this guy. Have you seen this man? You know, this little old lady got ran over, hit and run, da da da, da. And this is like, dog. So now, I, as much as this, you know, maybe 10 years ago, this would be laughed at. But Twitter is kind of my news feed. Like, I follow certain people who are going to give me certain information. And that's who I follow. And, you know, you're, you're one of those people because you're all over the combat stuff. But even just... Literally, Normal that's news. it. On com- like, that's my space. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't hear that, any other noise. That, that, that's your lane, and you stay there because you choose to. Um, but when, when it comes to social media, I think the great thing about that is, like, you get to choose what stuff you want to see. Like, there are certain people during the pandemic, during quarantine last year, people that me and you used to work with, where I, where I saw some things, I was like, oh, that's how you think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where's the unfollow? Where's the mute? Where's the block button? All right, let's go ahead and take care of these three people. Boom. Um, but that's but you choose to do that. You choose to follow. You choose to see and absorb what you get from your feeds. One hundred and fifty percent, man. And uh, did you hear about this? I don't know if it was a conspiracy, like uh, 
I don't know. There's but a like lot Kyrie? of conspiracy and tinfoil. Yeah, he probably he probably would know something about this. The conservative Twitter purge, when all of a sudden, say you have like 1,500 followers and you lose 50, you lose 20, you lose 30. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this? No, no, explain, please. You were seeing a lot of people losing a third of followers. Like, really? I lane, a lot of fighters. I was like, damn, you lost a third uh. of your followers? I go, this is... <laughs> <laughs> don't say nothing if you but, say something if you lean a certain way yeah yeah man everybody's watching and i literally i heard this great advice from rich eisen the the great rich eisen mm-hmm. he goes you know the best broadcasters are who they are off the air you know right. it's hard to remember a lie if all of a sudden like right I, no Stephen a smith i'm sure he talks to his children like that <laughs> well on, on here he is the overworked and underpaid now hiding behind the paywall and assembling his own big three fraud a smith but uh yeah he's he's a he's a he's a loud guy it never loud guy did you see that from uh year one with him and max it was it was never gonna work because he he needs someone loud well that too for sure and he's he's admitted as such he's too loud and max is too i guess for like a better word nuanced like max likes to peel back the layers and do deep dives Stephen A's just give me your loudest, strongest point, and let's bicker about that for 10 minutes because that's the clip that's going to go viral. Where Max is pulling out analytics and different metrics, and let me introduce you to this Saber metrics. They're like, yo, and dog, then Stephen A's schooling him with fucking like, yell at uh, me so humor. I can yell at you back. <laughs> this is the show. You <laughs> yell at me, I yell at you. We go to commercial break, we come back, rinse and repeat, Cowboys, LeBron, let's go. That's 100%. It. I, and I knew this before uh, the news that came out that Stephen A actually reached out to Skip to possibly come back to ESPN. Right, right. I knew that there was respect there because when the mics were off, uh, Stephen A was probably like, Skip, you know what? We, we maybe grind each other's uh, gears like Chris and Mike, Mike, right. and, uh, Chris, Mike and the Mad Dog. But there's respect there because they know they're winning. It like was the Ke- blueprint. Kevin Garnett, I'm sure, is a pain in the ass as a person. But if you're winning, you're winning. Yeah. Now Max yeah, yeah. has got to get up at 3 a.m. every morning. Three, dude, he, he, he's now almost the new overworked and underpaid. Like, the, <laughs> the amount of shows they got him doing, it's insane. They make you, and I, I tweeted this a, a few weeks ago, like, yo, they really make you earn them M's. You're going to earn them millions. If, if you're lucky enough to get on the full of the network, they're definitely going to grind you into the ground. Like, Greeny's now doing NBA. I've never heard an, an astute point from Greeny on NBA in my whole life, but now he's gonna, you know, effectively replace Rachel Nichols. Oh, that's Jalen so like, rubbing off on him. He thinks he heard some good information. Now he's gonna. I mean, now he's an insider. If it was Jacoby, at least I could like, all right. Well, at least he's been around Jalen long enough with some stuff rubbed off. But Greeny, like, he's a Jets fan. Like, yeah, that's right? all yeah. I know of him. Like, that's <laughs> literally it. Clemens rookie. Like, yeah. He's going to break down Zach Wilson during the finals? Like, what are we going to get? His ADD Greeny? is off the charts. Dude, it's, it's yeah. The, the whole sports media thing is is tragic. It's tragic. Our ADD is off the charts, man. What the yeah. hell are we talking about? Dude, well, How look. You doing, I, man? It's I, great I, to see you, man. I miss you, man. I dude, miss you. Dude, man, I, I think people, I've been trying to, I've kept my past a little low-key on this pod. I just want to give people what they come here for, which was, used to be basketball takes, but now it's, whatever's on my mind or whatever's going on and stuff like that. But now, you know, I'm bringing in people that I used to work with like you and stuff like that. And I like, we used to do so much shit talking in the studio. We used to share so many stories. 
in those control rooms, stuff we can't mention here. Um, it seems like that, that those are like ages ago, but dude, it's, it's, it's so good to see you. You had me on your platform last year during the pandemic to talk last dance and that, that was grateful. I was very grateful for you to reach out and have me on your platform. So obviously I was grateful, man. I, I knew shit about that. You and uh, David Shepard were going off about like, uh, oh, you're, I it think was it was time. Wilt. I think he was arguing Wilt. Yes. I forget. Yes. Who are you? I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll link that. I'll link that in the podcast description. It was me, you and David Shepard. Who's uh, now hosting on CBS uh, uh, network. He's radio. like the candy man. CBS you Sports say his name network a couple radio. times. He pops up. I wouldn't mind right going now. back and forth again with him. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a good time on that. I'll put a link to that in the podcast description, but yeah, man, like it's, it's, I want to introduce my audience to people like you who I respect, who I've I seen your grind. And then I, I acknowledge the fact that you have talent and you're being recognized now as you're now the combat sports contributor for NBC sports. So basically look, I want to talk with someone who knows combat sports, who knows boxing and MMA, and we had a hell of a weekend where we had a UFC car, but we also had Wilder Fury 3, and you had an article article up on NBC, and you said this is the greatest heavyweight fight you've seen. So, you know, what, walk me through what, what you were expecting beforehand and what you ultimately saw Saturday night with Wilder Fury 3. I mean, beforehand, if you guys read the pre-article, don't, don't, don't. I, I thought Wilder was going <laughs> to, again, we could curse, right? I thought he was going to fucking yeah, knock yeah, him yeah, out. Bro. I thought he was going to knock yeah. him out, man. And He hyped I, it like he was. Again, when I got the job for NBC, they're like, all right, what can you tell us uh, about why your picks and predictions are different than all? I go, literally, I go, I don't know shit about numbers or analytics. I go, it all it's all eyes, feels. I go, representing. Test. Like I could see their souls represented. The guys, like, hold on, hold on. What? They're so, I, I, I mean, like, you see, like, on fight night, they become a different. I go, and he's like, all right, just like, just don't murder me. You got the job. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I thought that Tyson Fury, who is dealt with a lot of mental health issues in the past, following the mm -hmm. Vladimir Klitschko fight, everybody's heard of him, the, the Ukrainian destroyer. Tyson Fury was the first person in 13 years to crack the code and finish Vladimir Klitschko. And then Anthony Joshua took that blueprint, playbook, whatever, uh, rinse and repeated, and he beat Vladimir Klitschko. Right. Tyson Fury did it first, becomes a world champion. He said he accomplished all his goals. He has, and I believe some stuff is going on the same thing with Conor McGregor. You know, you fight Floyd Mayweather. It's like where you go from there. Right. Tyson Fury beats the unbeatable Ukrainian champ, remains undefeated. He goes from 270 pounds, which is still a big boy. He goes up to 430. Yeah. He says yeah. he was drinking 20 pints. I don't know the the metrics to the American. That's it's a, a lot. lot of beers. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Doing coke, driving yes. Ferraris. Everything. Yeah. Prostitutes, which I respect, I respect hey, him for admitting look. that. And he's still with his wife. I respect him for uh, nobody would bring that up. McGregor right. doesn't bring that up. The no. girls on their Snapchats bring that up. Pacquiao never mentions the horse he had back in the day. <laughs> He's a whoremonger, and I will always go to my grave saying how Pacquiao was a whoremonger. But Jeez, yeah. man, he couldn't even break the, the Philippine stereotype. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that is Ike Feldman, not a... <laughs> <laughs> Clear the reference. Yeah. Oh, one of my former co-hosts used to do that and be like, and by the way, that is Ike saying that because <laughs> he was getting threats on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah, so Tyson Fury, he he climbs the mountain, 
kills the king, becomes the king, gets drunk, high, fucks everybody, doesn't know where to go, wanted to kill himself multiple times. All of a sudden, Deontay Wilder comes along, kind of rejuvenates him, reinvigorates him. He gets back on the treadmill, or I think he was like walking at like a two mile an hour pace. Like he was literally mm. like said he was dying. Mm. And then he saw a tweet from Wilder said, Man, that dude ain't coming back. Like Wilder was asked about Fury many years ah. ago. And Fury was like, Oh, yeah? You think, you think I can't come back? And he, he, you know, he walked to his mailbox and back. He was motivated. Nice. <laughs> so fast forward, the first fight, it's a draw. Who knows about the the down Shaky clock? Draw. Maybe we should do a, a digital clock in boxing. Maybe we should kind of like upgrade the stats because apparently it was a 14 count from yeah, when Wilder knocked count. him down. Yeah. One. What did yeah. you have for lunch? What do we right. have? Yeah. Two. Like, oh, wait, I'm supposed we... to still be counting? <laughs> one. <I'm> like, damn, <laughs> you went back to one? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the fuck? We had five at home. One and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> like wrestling and shit. One. Oh, yeah, I'm going to so give him every second to get that shoulder up. Yeah. Like, that, two that, and a half. Exactly, bro. And the, there's a gif where the Undertaker rises from the dead. Like, that's a yeah. perfect equation because yeah. it is. it was a WWE scene. For sure. Fast forward to the rematch. Fury, credit to him. He fought fire with fire. Nobody's kind of bullied Wilder. Nobody's put him, put baby mm -hmm. in the corner. Mm -hmm. He bullied him. He got the win. Wilder came out with a long list of excuses, man. There's a Chris Jericho gift yeah. where I think like the letter just unfolds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's Chris Jericho or maybe Bret Hart or somebody. It's like that's what I felt yeah. with Wilder. I go, you know what? I believe in you, man. I, I think Fury's kind of like sitting on his his victories. Uh, Joshua just lost two weeks ago. You don't have that super $100 million UK versus UK fighter matchup on the horizon. Right. I think Fury's going to uh, – Wilder's going to take this one. I believed wholeheartedly he was going to take this one. I know he knocked him down several times. I know he made it to the 11th round, but, man, credit to Fury. Seriously, it he conquered the mountain again. Joshua lost. He's literally just sitting up there alone. Uh, I yeah. believe that he's found religion. Like, I believe he's oh, like wholeheartedly sober yeah. in every right. His wife looks pleased, Full if stop. you know what I mean. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Six, nine. You know what I'm saying? In more ways than one. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> there we go. See, he's back in the control room. <laughs> he looks great, man. He's uh, the one thing I didn't like was who knows if something happened behind the scenes, but with the cameras rolling, it's like Wilder. You gotta, you gotta show him respect. He, he beat you twice, man. It's, right. And right. I hated the half-ass Instagram post that, like, oh, respect that. That was yeah. his publicist. Yeah. He yeah, should yeah. at least yeah. It, yeah. said, like, oh, if you guys knew the truth, that I would have been like, okay, what is the truth? But right. don't be like credit to you, you know. Yeah. But credit bullshit. does go to Tyson Fury. So. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I wanted to believe in Wilder too, especially going going into that second fight. His ring entrance, this motherfucker had Megatron. Harriet Tubman on the goddamn video board. Like he was making this a super black thing. The whole oh, gym, to this that. day, to this day, that shit went viral, went crazy. Yep, yep. So I was buying in, like, okay, this motherfucker's gonna go crazy in that ring. And then he went out there and you know, he's not a boxer, right? So I I am I understood that I've I hate that saying. I'm sorry, Sam. I got to cut well, you and everybody off. He's but he's knocked, not. He, he's knocked out then 40 other boxers. Right. By just throwing the right hand. He's a one-punch fighter. He's it's a one-trick punch. a hell of a punch. right hand, man. No, it is. 
It is, but he found he fought somebody that was bigger than him, heavier than him, and more importantly, could take that fucking right hand. True. Even though he was able to drop him a few times in the last two fights, it never looked like, yo, Fury's gone, unless you go to the first fight where he had to undertake a moment. Like, the the next two fights, it was no. When he felt in trouble, and I think that even his trainer even came out and said, look, we got it to the point where whenever you get in trouble, just go to a knee or just fall down. Don't stand there and you're hurt, and then you're going to get get lumped up some more. Don't take the additional damage when you know you're already fucked up. So they ingrained that into Fury's head. And if you see it, especially in this last fight, a couple of times he got hit hard. He got f- hit flush with that right hand. He just dropped. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, my God, he's going to get counted out. He just knew, nope, I'm not going to stand there and take more of that. Made he just the lay the, the fuck down, take this eight count, stand up, and then hug, lean, do all the shit I got to do to get the fuck out this round. So, you it's know, good point. that's... It, it, that's like my only pushback to the whole, you know, I wanted Fury. I know, excuse me. I wanted Wilder to be a boxer. He had 20 months off between these fights and he changed trainers. And, you know, he had me thinking, okay, you took 20 months off. You're talking that shit again. Like, yo, it's going to be different. I'm like, okay, I want a new trainer, new energy, new spirit, new what? Okay, I'm going to believe you. He learned the second And he boxed the first round. Right. And he boxed for two rounds. Yeah. 20-month layoff, new trainer, new regimen, new whatever. And all your skills went out the window after two rounds. You went back to your one-trick pony shit after two rounds. A couple points ago, a great point. You're making all great points. Um, Tyson Fury playing the game. You know, uh, yeah. it, it seems like Tom Brady, Jordan, as much as 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 much fire as they have, uh, LeBron, as much competitive nature as they have, they still can be in control. There's a there's a there's a voice in the back of their head that's still like present in the moment. They're not fighting mm-hmm. like. You're fighting your older brother, or I don't know if you got into a fight at school. That's like the most untechnical, swinging, emotional. Your shirt looks like uh, somebody's been doing pull-ups from it and sagging down. You see somebody's nipple in the next period of class, and they're like, what are you looking at? I'm like, man, your nipple's hanging out. (laughs) It's like teachers get involved. I, I feel like Fury played the game for a lot more technical. Talk about their skills, whatnot. I still think Wilder would have won if he kept the emotions intact. But like Agreed. you said, maybe there was some anger lingering there. But oh no, then, he was definitely emotional. Then credit the freaking Fury because he right. played the game. He got riled up. I, did he cross a line in your opinion in, in any way in any of the fight leadups? Uh, uh, Tyson Fury? Uh, n- no, no. Okay. Now that second fight, they were getting really personal. And that's that's when Wilder started pulling out all the you know pro black rhetoric, and he was which trying to build something. Yeah, which is you fine. Can promote I mean, yourself. If, if 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 you're trying to make this great white hype, okay, I feel you. It was an old movie. It had some run. My Marlon Wayans, no, excuse me, Damon Wayans. But I mean, I I never felt Fury was on that type of time. So I felt like Wilder was trying too hard to make it something more than what it really was. Which is, yo, I probably should have won the first fight if we would have had a real count. But even outside of that, he needed those knockdowns just to make it a draw. So he was even losing the first fight 
if he didn't catch him with that right hand late in the fight to get the Undertaker moment. So it's like you really could say, yo, dog, you kind of lost all three fights if it wasn't for that right hand. That right hand saved you on one of them, but couldn't save you on the last two. The the worst part about this is that Wilder, I think, is three years older than Fury, which is sad yeah. because I'm all about the it. comeback story, man, that he could figure <laughs> out three punches, that he can control himself. Yeah. In a fourth time, like, I mean, if you can't control your emotions. You don't want to see this fight again, right? Like, no, you don't want to see a fourth fight. If he rattles off three knockouts, see, the thing is, time's against him. But if he all of a sudden rattles off three knockouts in a row in the next 18, 24 months. Oh, we know what's going to happen. Like, I, we know what's going to happen. It's just going to be the same. He's going to lean on him. He's going to put that 40, 50 pound weight advantage so you, on him. You're he's counting no that legs. Fury's focus. You're counting that Fury's focus. See, I'm always that mental edge. Like, dude, I, the, I never picked against Connor until yeah. the Poirier fight. I go, oh, we mm. lost his edge. Mm. I go, th- oh, this is it. And, um, Speaking of Connor, yeah. somebody who did fight because I was like, maybe you can never fight with anger emotions. That's not true because look at Khabib. Do not tell me that guy was true. not offended and do true. not tell me he didn't fight with emotion. He, he was ready to kill out. every yeah, Irish yeah, yeah. fan yeah, yeah. in the stands. Yeah, even so, guy, a guy like Nate Diaz, he fights with his emotions on his sleeve like most of those guys do. Exactly. So maybe it is what you're saying. Maybe Wilder does have to be more of a quote unquote boxer, less of a. Just throw the jab. Uh, that's a, in the first round he was throwing the jab. It's not, fun. It's not sexy, man. I, 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 you're six eight. You're fucking LeBron with boxing gloves his on. His wife is a double dime. I don't oh, know if you've seen her walk dude, out oh, next oh, to oh, her I've, in the second oh, fight when she was had. Like, I've the, seen her. Oh my it's, goodness! So j- like, just off that alone, I'm learning how to jab. If you don't like the me, jab, she no, doesn't no, no. like the jab. Oh no, no, no! If if that jab gets him some wins and more bread, she'll love that jab. Oh, I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? Like if you if because imagine. Oh, you don't think they met before the? I, 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 I mean, look, I, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't remember seeing a lot of her before the first fight. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. He was driving you know a Budweiser that? truck, I think, right. like seven years you know, ago. Yeah. Facts. No, 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 <laughs> no. Bro, That's what I'm saying. Like, he was from the backwoods of Alabama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, all of a sudden, now he's pulling up with a super dime because you're LeBron with boxing gloves on. So See, I think work. Fury's girl is from legit from the beginning. Connor's girl is legit from the beginning. Wilder's girl, man. It's a different – it's a level – yeah, that's what I'm saying. Smoke show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but, you know, all I'm saying from Wilder is you saw it in the first round where I actually think he won that round and he had a jab. He was doing a one-two. Like, that's boxing 101. Like, you were actually in the octagon. Like, you know, you establish everything off the jab. Even if you're a ground-to-pound guy, you got to have a little bit of hands before you get down on the mat. Like, the one-two is like 101 fighting. And he's just refusing to do it. The confusing part, and maybe I'm going to answer this, like, just like speaking out loud, you come up with the answer sometimes. Like, he was doing uh, fundamental boxing early on, but then maybe he, he, got he hit. saw success or. No, oh, he got right. hit. He got uh, so Round two. Turned, round he one. Into the bull. The bull he, saw red again. Yeah. He, he did the one two shit in round one. He won round one. Round two, Furies came out so and showed real boxing. Say? Say Wilder's your friend. He's my friend. What do we suggest? Never step in a ring with Fury again. Fight, fight, fight 
motherfuckers you know you can lay out with the right hand. Don't fight no dude that's taller than you and 50 pounds heavier than you. Would it be satisfying if in the next three wins that you see technical boxing? A jab, a hook, an uppercut. He's bobbing and weaving. It would really, it would have to be for an extended period. Like he gave it to me pause for like a round and a half. You know what I'm saying? Super pause. But I mean, (laughs) he would have to really show like some sweet science type shit in those next three fights. Like I think he should go fight Joshua. I'm still interested in in, in Wilder Joshua. I mean, they both coming off L's. I'm here for that. I love I mean, that. Thinking, man. Dude, I'm here for that. Because I think Joshua obviously choked. And now he's oh, kind of out the and mix I, and unifying I the belts. I picked him too. I go, you know what? I go, Usyk's fast. He's coming from a smaller dude, class. Yeah, he's, he's too skillful. much like Lennox. Ah, that's a great call. Too much like Lennox, man. He, Shout out he to, don't got that oh, dog in him. Lennox. He comes out now all oh, of a sudden, 25 he, years later. He's that Jamaican? Wow. It's okay. Lennox. I've only seen that from like true, straight from Spanish town Jamaican. What are you like. doing, man? Come on, Wilder. He he was into it. I appreciate him as a broadcaster. Nah, he nah he he was stumbling on his words a little bit around round three or four, and I was like, uh oh, did did Lennox hit the ring and nephew a little bit too much before the fight? <laughs> was he was he throwing back some one hundred proof before oh the fight? Um, but but Brian Kenny picked him up. But uh, no, it's it's. Lennox, you're drooling on me. Oh, oh, Lennox. Dude, he might have. I mean, the way he was slurring around round three and four. That's a good he's point, the reason he didn't why. Have that step on your throat type of. Uh, no, no. He only got skillful. mad. He only got mad against Tyson. And he fought, he fought an old, washed up Tyson. So I don't even give him credit for that. Um, but he's the reason why the heavyweight division is not what it used to be. He's too tall. He ushered in this era of fucking small forwards being boxers. <laughs> yeah, good call. You Jimmy gotta Graham. be, you gotta be fucking six seven to be considered a serious contender. Seriously. Every fucking the Klitschko's came through. You know, the late great Emmanuel Stewart had Lennox and kind of trained that mold of how to be tall and just fight with your height, jab, keep those short motherfuckers like Tyson away from you. Just jab on the death, one two them to death. Pass that on to the Klitschko's. Now Fury, as you mentioned, Fury kind of went into that same type of mold where it's a motherfucker six nine, and he's just jabbing, jabbing you away, keeping you at bay. Then he gets inside and he leans on you because he's fucking three hundred pounds. You notice how fast he can pivot? Like if he's against the ropes, he just pivots he's got great feet. I'm like great feet. Damn, yeah. this guy's like yeah, yeah, like a yeah. NFL DN, like uh, Julius and, Peppers, and, six seven. And, that guy can move, dude. Wilder looks like he would be that guy, but it's the fucking six nine, formerly four hundred and thirty pound guy that's out here on his toes moving around. I love the 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 memes Insane. going around. They're like, "This is the peak of combat sports," and they're showing him just in a Hawaiian shirt, just gut flopping yeah. up the top and hair all over. And it's like, Dude, I, I guess like, there's muscle under No there. one can beat. No one can beat that guy. And you're like, wait a minute, how? Out of all the giants walking this earth. Out of all the heavyweights, no one can outpunch this fucking guy. It's amazing. Nope. And it doesn't look like anybody on the horizon, man. But I, I love the Wilder Joshua. I think Fury should just take time. like Stay true to yourself. Don't go on a binge. No. I mean, no. some people have to do that. Like, yeah. face the fucking yeah. fire before yeah. they come back. I mean, right. like... I don't think Tyson ever came back. I think he was just he was thriving and then it just crashed. He, had, he, he, he needed money. Once, once, 
once he once he went to jail, it was over. I mean, he could have bounced back from the whole Buster Douglas shit, even though it was kind of obviously on on the, on the decline at that point. But once once he went once he went inside, I mean, you you, you don't come out the same. He didn't. Come when out I the used same. to listen to Rogan, like before, mm-hmm. it got crazy. Man, when I when I tell you I'm in the it's... bubble, my bubble, like I, Rogan was, he's like my MMA about guy. Conspiracy like, theories, good lord. I just I've. I've turned off everything. Even Ariel Hawani's starting beefs now. He thinks he's really? like he's, he's hot taking like that. Yeah, oh. and I'm like, I'm like, geez, I, I'm just need those I'm clicks, listening. man. You, you know the game. You need those clicks. When you're listening to Boomer and Geo, things are. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Shout out to Boomer and Geo. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. like things are going crazy. Um, yeah, I, I forgot my point about Rogan, but uh, yeah, probably spreading on. more misinformation, conspiracy theories. He is public enemy number one. Now that Trump's out, like, yeah, Trump's and he's he's fully me. leaning into it. I, I, I'm not mad at it. He he got that bag from Spotify, and he's like, "Look, I'm just going to keep building this audience. I'm going to go get 200 million from somewhere else when this deal is done." Like, see, I have a whole theory about that. Everybody's like, "Dude, the UFC pulled me aside. I, I've gotten in trouble. Not not just in high school, a lot of suspensions and stuff. But it's like it's high school all over again." Uh, the now it's good. We're on good terms with me in the UFC, but they're like when they're banning me from stuff and I'm offending fighters like I, these warriors of planet Earth and I'm offending them. Little Ike's offended you guys and you guys are getting me banned and like get me in a lot of trouble with the UFC on multiple interviews. A quote unquote from UFC PR that the, like Dana White saw your name pop up on a breaking news story and he goes, he wants you banned. I was like, OK, I was like, wow, I, was like, I guess that's good. But my point is they were like. Uh, so I go for Rogan smokes weed. Uh, no, Hawani. See now, you pulled up the bag thing. Like uh, now that Hawani's got a million followers and he's got that ESPN under his belt, like yeah, he he's acting different. Uh, I'm all about being day one who you mm. are. In the UFC, they're like, they're like, no, you can't talk about weed, coke, steroid suspensions, uh, like lesbian fighters. Like, uh, like you're kind of pushing the lines here. I go. I go, what are you talking about? I go, it's who I am. And Rogan talks about that. Like, but you're not Rogan. You're not Howard Stern. And my point is, it's like day one, people. I don't want to hear all of a sudden Pat McAfee becomes somebody different. Barstool guys become someone different. Uh, Ara Hawani. I mean, we're we're seeing the transition. He's going after people. He was the clean Canadian journalist. Now he's hot fire. The, 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 The Puritan. You somebody, you are somebody who's been day one. And I respect it, man. And it's going to be Thank harder. You. It's going to be harder for it's us. It's always harder. Because always we harder, are who yeah. we are. And they want us to conform to be somebody else yeah. and play the game. My mom's even said, she's like, you got to be in it to win the game. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like, at what cost? Am I going to be like, and hey, that's yeah, yeah, cool. Thumbs up emoji when you told me to do extra work. No, I'm going to express myself or call people out on stuff. It's right. like, bro, that's and, and and that's why, you know. This platform for me has been so important because it's been independent. I would like it to remain independent exactly, be, be because I don't want to have the affiliation to where I have to watch what I say. Or like when, when I used to work in satellite radio, you work on these channels that are branded by whole leagues. So every talent, every update anchor, every guest has to come on and kind of toe the line because one bad word and now the commissioner of a league is on a hotline saying what the hell is this going on on our air so it's like 
I don't want that. So I've been I've been pushing. I don't want no sponsorships. I mean, unless you throw a crazy bag at me, then then we can talk. But <laughs> the, these little small bags for these sponsorships, I don't want it because I don't want no little small company to be able to tell me, hey, we didn't like that. Change this, change that. Like, go fuck yourself. This is my platform. Been built up from the ground. But like you said, the name of the game is clicks, influence, followers, views. And there's that the yin and the yang of it, right? Like right. You're, you're you're independent, even though you have NBC behind you now, they're behind you now because of the work you did when you were independent. So you had to build that on your own and build that, you know, stridently and grind and do all of that. So they're getting the guy that did that. It's not like they're I told bringing them you off the street. Though, right, when we right. Did the first guest spot, I was talking about yeah. Nick Diaz weed thing. And I was like ready for nice. an executive to bring it up. I called this fighter yeah. a mass hole from Massachusetts. And uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned the, the third fighter who I had the privilege of speaking with. I go, oh, you know, when I first spoke to this guy, he actually had to take a dump before we started recording. So we had to push it back a couple of ten, uh, ten minutes. The program director calls me up. He's like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? What are you? And I was like, <laughs> okay, maybe they, those jokes didn't land. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's I who mean, I am. You're, you're, you're telling your truth. My, my, that, that's always been my credo. As long as you're speaking your truth, even if you're fucking Kyrie thinking you're smarter than everybody else and all that type of wild shit, he thinks he's speaking his truth. I can respect that to a certain degree, right? Because if he goes to bed saying, fuck that 16 mil. Okay, cool. I wouldn't do that, but okay. You're, you have enough money from Nike and Rock Nation and all these other endorsements you got that you're, you're cool with losing 16 mil because of a shot. All right, cool. But it's when you get into this game. The only shot he hasn't taken. <laughs> See, there you go. Boom, boom. <laughs> there it is. I, I, I kept it there at the rim for you. Um, but it's like, you know, in this in this sports media landscape specifically, which I always oh, rail speak, on. Oh, sorry. Boys. I, go ahead. Let's, if you can remember this at Check Boys, uh, the fact that you remember, like, keeping it at the rim, I always feel bad at the slam dunk contest when they – pull the retired guys with the gray hair to hold the basketballs. Yeah. And then they got like Shaq's nuts hitting yeah. them in the head. Like, or like, uh, who's the, who's the Orlando jumped dunker? Over Gordon? Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. 66 yeah. year old guy holding yeah. the basketball. Yeah. Aaron they, they, somebody jumped over Spud Webb. He was old as fuck. He he's short as hell. All. So it doesn't even look that impressive. He's just a dude you remember from like a eighties highlight video. You're like, did he get shorter? Yeah, it's like, dude, like he's like five two now. Like, why is he even still? Yeah, it's it's bad. I'm sorry, man. I'm it's sorry, bad. but you're talking no, about but just check you know, blue, blue check boys and the whole narrative of that, and you know what people are willing to do to get blue checks. They have to go viral repeatedly. They have to follow a bunch of people and hope you get the follow back. Remember, follow Fridays back in the day. Like, it's just a whole thing where it's a formula. Everything is a formula now. In the sports media landscape, it's very people for it's very hard for people like you, day ones, like you and myself, where it's like, no, and you I'm saw when I tried to play life. the game, like where yeah. <laughs> time in my life, yeah. Bro, yeah. the only job I had was yeah. construction and electric yeah. work before that landscaping. Right. <laughs> right. I was like, I you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I guess this is it. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll tap dance for a little while. I'll tap dance. <laughs> I'll tap dance. I'll, I'll do my, you know, save young Glover, bring in the noise, bring in the funk for a little bit. But oh, I mean, man. dude, like we've all been there. Like, look, I've done the whole thing of, well, let me reach out to a big guest and maybe that'll be the, his followers or retweet my pod and that'll, and then 
when I'm working at satellite companies or other radio stations and I see that those things mean nothing, we'll go have a woge come on a satellite radio station and we'll get no new follows. We'll oh, wow. get the, the clicks won't really add up to nothing more than maybe a couple of retweets, but no real engagement. Nobody knows the system yet. That's and that's my point. What that's my whole thing. They think they know the formula. Oh, it's great when a six-year-old executive is like, we need retweets. Right. I was like, yes. Why? I'm like, dude, I remember <laughs> on Snapface. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was at satellite radio and they were telling us, look, you have to tweet during the show. You're, you're a producer on the show. You got to be I think your old out boss quotes. is my new boss. B oh. are his initials. Wait, what are the initials? He's, oh, he's over there? Yeah, man. This is the guy who pulled me aside. <laughs> and then ES, <laughs> our old boss, yes. ES slid, in, slid into his position. Yes, that, that, okay. that I did know. I did not know. Me and him were on very good terms when I was over there at Satellite. Okay, I, 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 like, I like that of all of them. And this is no bullshit. He was the only one that like was genuine. I was just going to say, because we had an introductory phone call. We were bullshitting. I was like, oh, you worked there for 14 years? I was like, oh, this and that, this and that. He was, yeah, yeah. Cool guy. And I was yes, like, oh, is. man, my hardest part's learning patience. And first executive I've ever heard curse. He goes, man, you're never fucking going to learn patience. Fuck authority. He goes, if you feel it, go for it. Dude. I went for it. I called people mass holes, dumps, weed. And he's too much. <laughs> like there is a line <laughs> there i know you don't want to think there's a line but they're actually they deleted that show that's the whole that's fucking their, thing that's their premiere show hilarious they had to do it over <laughs> they deleted the whole thing. <laughs> we're gonna start with episode two that's the producer gonna be was the day not day. happy and and he was uh man he's tattling tattletailing on me Snitches. already i'm Snitches. like Producers are known snitches, and, and 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 let's also pull back the curtain a little bit. Most producers want to be talent, right? So th there's a part there that's like, this guy gets to come on and talk when I'm grinding behind the glass for X amount of years, and this fucking guy gets to come on and who is he? <laughs> da, 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 da. Like, yeah. So part of that snitching is him, him or her being tight as hell that you're cracking the mic. He's standing there fucking screening calls or checking the Adobe roll to make sure shit is marked or whatever. Have you seen the movie Showgirls? Like, but, like have you day. finished the movie after you finish yourself? Um, Elizabeth <laughs> Berkeley never did it for me like that. Um, <laughs> uh, Lark Voorhees at one point in time. Yes, from Saved by the Bell, but not Elizabeth Berkeley. But yeah, I, I did see Showgirls. I hope I'm not fucking up my, my girl dance conniving bitch movies uh is, is in that movie she pushed somebody down the stairs somebody was pushed you down are the testing stairs? a memory that i do not recall showgirls off top like that <laughs> I, that's not a movie that got a lot of replay anyway or yeah okay a lot of people listening definitely got the replay i mean Dude, look I she was in swordfish yeah. for holly berry <laughs> oh of course i mean you had to see the titties she let the titties the out dvd box you remember when it was like a fold over dvd <laughs> box yes. like to open yes. it it wasn't like the, the expensive type. It was the, like a strap it's a no frills one yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but anyway, in that movie Showgirls, like uh, it's so competitive uh, behind the scenes, and a girl to get her chance and opportunity, she was next in line. 
she pushes the girl down the stage, uh-huh. uh, down the stairs, hurts herself, and then she's the girl. That sounds uh, like showgirls. A yeah. lot of that, uh, you, uh, it's there's a lot of similar insecurity in the media business as I'm learning. One thousand percent. And it's 1, sad. And yeah. it's sad. And I'm learning more and more to just believe in karma. Karma's a bitch, as Dustin Poirier said when he beat Conor McGregor the second mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. It's like just do you stay the same, keep grinding. He goes everything. You can't hide from anything. Like, Whatever's meant to be will be. Yeah, man. It, that insecurity kills me. Yeah, it's this, this, you know, I try not to give tea on this pod. I'll insinuate some things because, look, as you know from working in this industry, we hear things, we get, you're able to text certain people in the industry and maybe have a little back and forth and exchange information and things like that. We get to talk to them on the phone a little bit before we bring them on air, whatever the case may be. So we may get some information. But what you do with that information and you're seeing that here with like the whole Washington football team thing with the emails and first they leaked a little bit and then they, then they unleashed this whole fucking fury on John Gruden and now he's out of there. It's like, yo, the T is always there. It's what you do with it. And what does that uh, mean? The T I thought you were talking about testosterone. At oh first. no, no. T well, I mean, for, for those who need uh, some T therapy, <laughs> T replacement therapy, this is not the pod for that. Um, but if you do need some tea replacement therapy, it's called CMOS. Um, (laughs) but no tea is like the gossip, the innuendo, you know, the behind the scenes talk, all that type of stuff, you know, shit that you see in group chats that look, man, my man's works for whatever team. And he said, he heard this from whoever, all that type of shit. But because we're in the industry, we might be able to actually know these journalists or know these reporters or these guys on teams and stuff like that to where they might give you some real shit. And it's like, well, damn, do I take this and run with it? Because now, I'm I've wrong. Stopped, but I've smoked with a couple of fighters. Yeah. <laughs> and it's See? like, uh, and I'm sure them. you've heard some wild shit during those sessions, during those ciphers. When they were going in a circle and everybody's telling about their hardships and then like it gets to me and I'm like, oh, what? I go, I don't know. I'm just here to cover the event. <laughs> like, I hope my camera's battery doesn't die. Right. Like, this guy, this dude was from the hood of Bama, man. Pro- mm. I have no idea where Wilder's from. I know he's from Bama, though. But this right. guy, from the hood of Bama, could barely put a sentence together. He's like, man, I see some real shit. And, man, yeah, that's what it is, man. But it's real. You go, like, And I was like, there you go. Yeah, I hope my camera works tomorrow. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> oh, pass. There you go. <laughs> Gang members in this family. Yeah. Like, how can I relate to this? Dude, but it, yeah. my point is, I'm not. I'm not uh, kissing and telling or smoking. And and that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, we're tempted to just spill that type of stuff because we know if, like, look, I was in Washington last week, right? So, and all the Fed shit had happened like two or three days before I got there. So it was still fresh. People in the building were still talking about it. What Fed shit? Oh, dude. The dude, feds... I'm literally, when I tell you, I'm in a bubble. You're this okay. So, all right. Thing. All right. So, look, the, 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 the federal government, the feds ran up in the Washington football team's offices and seized computers and all types of shit for their investigation because there's, there's a workplace <sighs> culture, huge problem going on in Washington that Dan Snyder's been ducking for a couple of years now. I was going to say, they wanted to get this guy out, too. Yeah. 
So the feds are in there. They seize. That's how those emails came out with Gruden because they seized the computers. They it's over it's over six hundred and fifty thousand emails. Six hundred and fifty thousand emails. Then, Gruden? Well, no, just in oh, in in totality. Like, well, no, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> put put like this: the ones that came out with Gruden, I heard directly. There was even more. So, like, the first email came out with Gruden where he's talking about Demora Smith and he calls him dumb Morris Smith and he's got lips the size of Michelin tires and all that type of rape. And I heard the homophobic stuff. Right. But they just put that first email out. So that was like the tester, like, all right, bro, we got you. You're going to go now or you're going to test us? So he came out, apologized. Then he doubled down saying, I don't have a racist bone in my body. (laughs) Oh, okay. So you think we playing. Again, this is the feds. They have 650 of Washington and Raiders emails? No, just or? Washington emails, but it's it's the back and forth. It's the replies. It's all of that shit. So it's the ingoing and outgoing messages. Okay. So it's the inbox. It's the sent. It's all that shit. For every team? like No, just for Washington. I, I, don't, I don't know what you mean. Like political Washington or Washington? Washington Redskins? football team. Okay. They okay. seized the computers of the Washington football oh, team. Oh, wait. He was emailing somebody from the Washington? He was, he was emailing his man's Bruce Allen, who used to be the president of football operations or whatever the fuck in Washington. That, that, oh. That's his boy. So oh, he was so emailing him a, back and they forth. They weren't going after the Raiders. I thought they were going no, after no, no, the no. Raiders. No, oh, no. Man. They were going after Washington, and then they discovered all this shit about Jeez. Gruden and said, oh, shit, collateral damage. You got to go too, bro. We're trying to get oh, Snyder up out of here. And then on the way out, hey, we might as well get Gruden out of here too. Wow. So he's on his four-letter network corporate email, emailing Bruce Allen on his corporate email, all this wild shit. So he did the first, they, they, they leaked the first email to see what he would do. To see if he would just cop and just like, all right, man, I fucked up, whatever, whatever. You narcissistic ego. Right. Exactly. So he didn't do that. So he said, all right, word. You don't have a racist bone in your body. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out you have a racist one. You have a homophobic one. You have, you have all the bones paws in your body. Yeah. So it's like, like, Jeez. and, and, and I heard from a very good source, there was even more. So but like, if see, he would have tried to I fight the second say, set. I was trying to tell you about my Gruden camp. Uh, ZY like, banana, all zebra, all that. But yeah, dogs. It may, may, maybe maybe there's a reason why it was called zebra and banana. See, now we put all this. See, oh all the shit comes together. Somebody's now. gonna go back and find that. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe that's why his favorite play was zebra. Why banana? Oh, I'm some still shit. mad at uh, Josh Allen. Like I still don't uh, let it up. There's a Milwaukee Brewers pitcher hater. I mean, Josh they, hater. They all look the same with the long hair. Yes. Turnbow. Since Turnbow, they've all looked the same. Like <laughs> one of them long-haired relief pitchers. It's like you, you can't forget it. And it's like yeah. if I'm Stefan Diggs uh, or um, I forget McCoy's first name. Is it? Michelle? He's not there no more. I don't did think they, they play, there. Did they cross over at all? Uh. No, he was gone. He was gone Damn. by then, I believe. Just shows you, man. Combat sports. Yeah. Is my real <laughs> no, but you got to eat. Emmanuel Sanders is over there. Stephon Diggs, like you Thank mentioned. You. There's some. There's some guys. There's some guys on that defense that's been there a long time. He. Um, How do you look he, at this guy in the locker room after you know what this guy has said? Around. He's got to be turning around. 
I mean, it's, that, it's, like gain their respect and trust. It's a good thing that 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 they're winning. I'll tell you that because if, if if they weren't winning, if he was still struggling like he was two two years ago or his rookie year when he was looking awful like a bust out the gate, everyone would be looking at him. Everyone. So th- this brings up something that I I don't think you've probably haven't heard of, but uh, I think it's going to get more and more steam. Okay. Uh, this fighter, Sean Strickland, and if you listen to his guest spot with Matt Sarah and Jim Norton on the UFC Unfiltered podcast. Okay. Now, this is before his fight uh, in July that got him a lot of publicity. So he was okay. like, came back from a motorcycle injury. He was on the quiet, does this interview, and then he blows up. A lot of people mm-hmm. haven't or haven't looked back at this interview. In this interview, maybe mm-hmm. two people on Twitter cost this. He says his uh, grandfather, extremely racist. He goes, I was racist at some point. I wanted to kill minorities. And wow, it he the way he put it was like, OK, I he said in that environment, mm. he goes, I was so brainwashed. And he goes, when I look back, I was just a st- young, dumb, stupid, like basically the. Uh, what's that movie with Ed Norton? Um, is it History oh, um, X? Yeah, uh, American History X. American yeah. History X. He was like just that fueled up kid that he said was brainwashed. And I says he's cool with everybody, has black, Spanish, Asian teammates, doesn't care for a lick, but it's like, Oof. how would you go about looking at that? Like, I'm paying attention. Like, man, yeah. this guy says some crazy. Like, he went to jail. He, uh, as a juvenile, he had guns pointed in his face, done mm. drugs. Like, that typical, like, you yeah. know, like, yeah, uh, typical, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy yeah. in the yeah, South yeah. that right. had no beginning. I don't know if you play Grand Theft Auto. There's a yes. character that's like the guy who lives in the trailer park. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he was basically that guy. He was guy. that dude. Okay. I just picked up GTA 5, and I was like, oh, it's that guy. He's that guy. That's it. And it's like, but it's on my mind. I didn't forget about Hater, even though I forgot his name. Right. But I didn't forget about Hater, Allen, Riley Robinson. Cooper. I mean, oh, you see, I he's been gone. Cooper. Dude, he's gone. Great point. I did forget about Cooper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a bunch of dudes. Like, but, you know, it, it's weird, right? Because obviously in this in this industry, Racism's not dead. It was just hidden. I mean, I, I think but before Kanye went crazy, one of the most truest things he ever says was racism is still alive. They're just concealing it. Like, But now it's turning where they're not concealing it so much anymore. Well, now they're more, and you know, you could blame it on Trump if you want, but I think it was bubbling even before that. But, you know. I'm all about boiling it, let it spill over. I want to see the cockroaches. Yeah, like, I I'd rather. Yes, exactly. I, I, 1,000%. Rip, I want to know exactly where, where you stand on and what your beliefs are. Not that I need to agree or disagree, but I need to know who I'm dealing with. I'm very transparent about what I am what I feel and what I'm about. I would want the same thing in return. Now, on the flip, mm-hmm. do you believe that there can be any middle ground for conservative comedy where we can make fun of uh, Asian, black, Spanish, Jewish, uh, Muslim? Is it going to take time? Is it going to be where it's like... In this culture, probably not because it's hypersensitive. Right, right. From the LGBTQ uh, community. Yes, and... You know, I, I'm a student of comedy. I grew up, you know, I know I, I grew up on Eddie Murphy, like, but not like for real. Like my aunt got a bootleg of Delirious and had it on like a cassette. 
and I stole it from my parents' bedroom and went into my room and played it nonstop. It was a thing where I was learning how to curse. I was learning how to make jokes. It was like this all eye-opening experience. So I've been obsessed with comedy since then. What Chappelle has done, what others that are like him have been trying to do and pushing the envelope, I don't have a problem with it because I understand it's art. There is a thing called freedom of speech, even though that seems to be selective at times, depending on who you are. And Dave is, is, is finding that out now where Netflix employees are threatening to walk out and shit like that. Like, it's crazy, bro. Like, he's brought how many millions to that building and you're going to walk out like you can make the case party get checked is probably all for Chappelle's deal. Regardless, though, about the money. But if they have a point, that's what I'm looking for. But I don't think they have a point. I mean, look, if if you're telling me you're LGBTQ and you feel offended, okay. But I don't think I, think I don't think that means you get to say this person should not be allowed to talk about whatever you whatever group you identify with. Because if that's the case, as a black person, I can say, well, I don't want any white comedian doing ghetto jokes. So I don't want any Hispanic comedian doing welfare jokes. Like I could, I, if, if we're going to nitpick like that, that's where I have the problem. Because I'm like, well, you can't pick and choose who gets to say what. Freedom of speech is actually a thing. Whether you agree with it or not is a totally different thing. You can have a Klan guy go be a comedian. And I'm sure his his content is going to be wildly problematic to me. But he's going to have an audience and the audience might find him entertaining. Who am I to say he shouldn't have the right to get up on the stage? Now, if he comes to Brooklyn or if he comes to Southside Jamaica, Queens and tries to get it off, it's not going to happen. But he could go to Howard Beach. He could go to most of Long Island. He could go to Staten Island. He could go to a lot of places and do a set, be received well, and build a career. So it's to me, it's 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 a little problematic to start picking and choosing which groups get to say stuff about other groups. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, did you see Michael Chase stand up in uh, I think it was Brooklyn with the brick background? I don't know if I saw all of it. I saw clips of it. He was I, touching on uh, religion a lot, and it just okay. like, pff, the, just the way the world works. There was a very religious guy in the first row, and of he goes, course. and he he was talking about if Jesus was a bad carpenter, mm, and I like the bit already to steal something from Joe Rogan. Comedy is uh, uh, I can't even steal it correctly. I don't remember the <laughs> word. Comedy is like there's no there's no hiding. You're either funny or you're not. Like if right. Michael Che, and this was a hysterical bit. If he's talking about Jesus was a bad carpenter, like, yo, Jesus is amazing. Um, and then somebody's like looking at their chair and it's broken. They're like, yeah, but, you know, he didn't he never fixed my chair. They're like, no, no, <laughs> but he can like, like, right. The way he did the bit was great. Like, yeah, if it wasn't funny, then it's like, ah, it's poor taste. Maybe you shouldn't go for it. Maybe like, you're just try. doing it to be exciting. Right. If it's funny, no pun intended. God bless you. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you landed it. So I agree with Rogan that, you know, you can't hide funny like I, I I believe even if the clan guy, if ah. he's funny, he's funny. I may not laugh, but I could respect and be like, all right, I see where he. Where but he if got he's it making off. everybody laugh in the audience, it's a meeting. It's a clan meeting. Like it, there's no way it could be perceived as such. Yeah, it could be perceived as such. But I mean, look, like, 
what would he say? Be like, man, uh, you know what my favorite Jew is? Uh, a burnt Jew. And everybody's like, huh? Like, it's like, okay. Right. You know? But but uh, again, because we see all these, we, we get people's group chats be screenshotted in text chains and threads. People still talk like that. So it's like, well, there is an audience for that. It may be a smaller one than back in the day. But if you go on Reddit forums, if you go on Twitch, if you I've been on Zooms where people bombard the Zoom and drop N-bombs and then uh, run away. These people? I mean, 20s, 30s, 40s, I don't teens. Know. I mean, I, I look, mean, I, I hope you're not talking to teenagers. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, look, no, no, no. I was on a I was that was a webinar that that was like a conference Zoom. Like somebody found a way to hack into the Zoom and just started throwing in. It wasn't even directed at me. And my camera was also, they didn't know who the hell I was, but they just. People call it liberal. I just call it paying attention. We're just listening. And like, Dude. I think words are a very powerful thing. And that's yeah. why I ask how old these people are. Because you hear like an older generation. It's, it's not that they're lazy. It's just that they, they don't think that anybody's listening or anybody's paying attention. Meanwhile, my 16 year old niece, who mm. is half black, mm. my uh, brother-in-law is black. Uh, she hears everything and she's yeah. paying attention to everything and she's in tune. I'm like, God bless you. I go, yeah, I go, I, I have those same ears. Don't lose those ears. You hear everything. The people who just like, I guess they don't expect it. They, it's just normal talk for it to be kind of like offensive and like, well, here's the thing, right? So like, yes, I think there is a, and I get into this debate with people all the time where, we think, well, that's a certain generation. They're going to die out. And then there's so many young people that are forward thinking or woke or whatever the case may be that things will just naturally get better. Extremists that voted for Trump. Yes. And I'm like, those old people that you talk about have grandkids, have kids, have godchildren, have nieces, nephews, cousins, and they're passing that rhetoric. Like the rhetoric isn't dying with those people is just being passed in the next generation. Dude, and imagine what happened over these last 18 months. Exactly. Like, you hear about the stories from the seventies with the oil crisis, Vietnam, right. uh, civil rights. And it's like, this is a chapter in history. That's like, this uh, is going to be one lot. of those chapters. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're, 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 we're going to have the chance to talk to our grandchildren and explain the pandemic, explain quarantine, explain Trump, explain all of this social oh. unrest. You know, me too this. movement, all of this uh, stuff. You uh you agreed to this. Like you want to know like the the dirt. Like even if it's a girl I date, I want to know your dirt. I, I know you know it's 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 known in the past, but I want to know what the guy looks like and be like, I'm very competitive. Like, yeah. Kinda like, maybe yeah, it's, yeah. it's the way our brains tick. But my point is the dirt or uh that we the good thing about Trump was that we got to see the dirt. We got to see the line drawn strictly down the middle that yeah. it's blue versus red. You had to pick a team. You forced the people you could, to come out. And you see people like they have to sell their agenda. They have to believe yeah. in what they're saying. I'm like, holy moly. I Dude. go, this was there the whole time. Yep. It was now just turned up to 10. Yep. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was, a, it was a thing where he made them come out. He made them stick their head out. They've been ducking their heads for decades. They've been lying in wait. You know, Dude, he just wants money. People are idiots. He used People them. are so he idiots. He's them. from Queens. He's grew up, He's married to well, immigrants. He's Jamaica he's, Estates. Sure. Jamaica Estates, if you've been there, it is not 
a, a representative he's not North of Carolina, points. though. Oh, no, no, no. He, he, the, he's in New Yorker, who, for sure. He's in New York. The people who voted for him. He's not, uh, like, well, he's not look, on the Bible Belt. The, 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 the second biggest slaveholder hat was one of the most genius campaign moves. Genius. Sure. Sure. But I'm, I'm like, they're being fooled by that? I go, you guys are idiots. <laughs> but, but, but see, my thing is, it ain't, it ain't just the South. Because like the, the second biggest slave holdings was in here was in New York. So really? it's like, you know, the, there, there's a there's a under underbelly there in the north that the north gets this, you know, gloss of, oh, it was all good in the north. It was just the south was all fucked up. The south was ass backwards. The south was on some inhumane shit. You go back and check the records. Nah, that shit was everywhere. It was everywhere. Like nobody was safe. There was no exile state or commonwealth or commonwealth that was exempt. Like, no, 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 no. They all played a part. They all wow. played a part. So it's like that those roots have been ingrained throughout the 50 states. Fucking he won Alaska. I mean, how how I mean, look, there's minorities in Alaska. Not, not a lot, but there's like, yo, even over there. His rhetoric worked. That's why no matter what anybody has to say about Barack Obama, like he literally uh, day one, he wins. Oof, he steps in and another oof. I could in go January, another what would it be? 2009, I guess it would be January uh, 2009. He yeah. steps in there. If he just literally sat on his chair, gained 10,000 pounds over the next eight years, didn't do diddly, doesn't answer an email. He should still get credit for cracking the fucking mold. The craziest thing before Obama was that a Catholic president was in office. That's right. it. Right. That was the craziest thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. and the biggest uh, debate uh, for Barack Obama was he's wearing a tan suit. Right. And meanwhile, people are voting for like pussy grabbing people. It's yes. Like, yes. And they, it's they, crazy, the, man. The I think people are just bored. Stuff. People were so bored. Like Obama was just, every, everything was like quiet. Yeah, I mean, look, they 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 talk and shit then, about him because of the color of his suits. You know, they they wanted they, to hate. They wanted yeah, to hate. They they look at anything way to hate. Yeah, he came on some bipartisan shit. Even though I think that was probably not the right move in hindsight, but you know, he tried to break bread with the with the other side and be kumbaya with it. And they just said, "No, fuck you. We're gonna block every single thing you're trying to push. We're gonna strip every bill you put. We're gonna sneak our shit." into the bills you want passed. If you want this passed, we're going to backload it with all the shit we want. You know, it, it was a, it was a weird eight years. It was a performative eight years, but I don't know how much actual progress was made and whatever progress yeah, was made was undone. Then, it's like, it's pretty amazing what Trump. he did to get in there. Oh, like, he, he was a, per, he was a perfect it. candidate. That's all I'm saying. Like no scandals, nothing like, no, but I'm saying the, the, the rhetoric, the, the rhetoric he came in with was perfect because Bush had worn us out. Bush had worn us the fuck out. He was everybody's so, dumb brother. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, some dude comes in slick talking, smooth. Had you a know, jump shot. Jump shot. He's, That's he's, all I do. I literally you know just, I'm, I'm in the like, sports bubble. I see him on ESPN, like with the sleeves rolled he up. He does I'm a like, bracket right. like all of us and shit like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? North Carolina. I think yeah, he picked the Every winner. fucking year, I think he picked North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was only right once. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, you know, he's, he's saying hope, change, all this type of stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, I would love for change. I would, yeah, let's hope. Like it was simple words 
that really crossed over to both sides of the aisle. Because who doesn't want change? Who doesn't want to have hope for a better world, no matter what viewpoint you think that world is? Just the baseline of let's just have hope. And then make America white again. I mean, great again. I mean, basically. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? People are idiots. People are, why are they watching the news? Take it back to the days of Monticello. That's that's when America was great again. Watch sports. Play with your kids. Get off your phone. Like, chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Things are crazy, man. The evil conspiracists that you talked about, rhetoric, a lot going on. A fear of mine is that now you have uh, there were months where families were at home where I'm sure the parents just left Fox on the TV, left oh yeah, uh, yep. NBC on the TV, sure. and it's just background noise, background noise, tape playing for kids, and it's like maybe it might be quiet for a couple of years, but it's like you have that this this is I hope not, but there might be a, a generation that's in high school or going to college that's angered, and yeah. The parents were angered, but it's like, let's work on that anger. Like, how do we get rid of it? Nobody's working towards solutions. Look at Zach Wilson for for, for, for the Jets. What happened? Well, his his mom, his parents, both his parents are anti-vax and they are uh, MAGA, like hardcore out forward. And Zach Wilson has some tweets come out that he liked that was preaching MAGA rhetoric. So it's perfect that he's a Jet because their fan base is mostly in Long Island. And that's, you know, that's the type of time majorly that they're on out there. So, you know. Yeah, but, a lot of people don't know that. They think of Long Island. They think of the Hamptons. And uh, yeah, it's no. close to the city. But it's like there is a <laughs> underbelly <huge> there. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference between Nassau and Suffolk. There's a different value between Nassau and Suffolk. So that's why when, everyone, when anyone I run into somebody who says they're from Long Island, the next question, Nassau or Suffolk? Because then that answer kind of lets me know, oh, it's Nassau. Okay, you might be okay. Suffolk? I'm like, I don't know where this is going to go. <laughs> like, all right. I mean, first hand, man, I grew up in Ron Conkham with the heart of Suffolk. Ooh. I bet you and saw some things and heard some things. I heard a lot of things. And it just, yeah. you're in martial arts schools, you're in schools, you're Oh, and it's just like, oh, it's like, oh, you can't say that. Like, but they said it and it's like. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just ingrained. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's 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 hereditary. It is. That's what I'm hoping. It's not just like hush. Like now they're just like, oh, shit, we got to be quiet and we got to be quiet for a couple of years. And we wait for our one white comedian and then we could kind of leapfrog off that and retweet the shit out of a bit. I hope it's not like that. I hope they're like, no, we have to check our P's and Q's. They this still got wrong. Bill Burr, right? So, I mean, Bill Burr kind of toes that line. I mean, I, I know he's got he's, he's got a black wife or something, right? So, I mean, but he he toes that line when it comes to – he he kind of has a – I don't know if he has a past to talk about black people or maybe go a little bit further because he know he has the card of, hey, I got a black wife. I can – I, I can throw a little bit of a harder jab. He's like Chappelle, though. Anything they say, they're so poetic. Like he right. talked about religion. He's too, too good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But see that, that that's the ultimate bugaboo. I still think of religion. That's the one where, yes, the LGBTQ community is super strong, and there's certain things you can't discuss. Like even Chappelle is not exempt, even though I think he'll survive whatever this is going on around him. But I think religion is the ultimate. T- 
taboo where believe it or not i think it's still a controlling thing you could say some parties are i think religious based oh, for, oh for, without a doubt it's both like, sides we're, I think so both we're back sides. in the fucking crusades yeah yeah it's yeah. literally like it's yeah. a religious you thing. have to bow down and and cop to something um or you know i would love and it probably won't happen during my lifetime but who knows if an atheist candidate could really get a strong push i don't see how that would happen though this the bases are too strong in religion for a atheist candidate to be taken serious you know mm-hmm. I, I don't you know i mean look God bless America is on everything. It's on our currency. If you still carry paper currency, it's right there. And God, we trust like this, this society, the whole separation of church and state was a fallacy to begin with. So it's like, you have to bow down to certain credos and theologies. If you want to be given power in this country. It's like, who cares? Like, why does it bother you? If it doesn't hurt you, you're, you're making it hurt you. You think it's hurting you. You're making that, it a bigger deal than it has to be. That's why I love sports, man. Everything gets settled on the field. There's no like bullshit. Well, okay. Well, let's 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 stick there. So okay. I agree with you, but I think with, I mean, look, Kyrie's the latest example. But we've had a lot of athletes that have put their beliefs out there. Cole Beasley was running around. He doesn't want to take the vax. I don't think he still hasn't taken the vax. Uh, Kyrie is going to f- basically forfeit 16 mil because he doesn't want to get the vaccine. So even though it's not politics, it's beliefs, which are akin to politics in a certain kind of way. We've seen the LeBron stuff where they tell shut up and dribble. We've seen politics kind of bleed into sports to where it becomes this altern- alternate topic instead of, well, who won last night, who played good, who choked, who whatever. We have this kind of sidebar topic structure where it's well lebron had the n-word spray painted on his house then it was a conspiracy did someone did he do that just to drum up publicity it, it's Hardly always something up. you know what i'm saying so it's like we we want sports because of the competition because it's games that we played back in the day it, it reminds us of, of our childhood there's fandom involved even though i believe fandom is a mental illness it, it, it's all of these things where we attach ourselves to athletics and sports but Politics is also who we are because politics is a form of belief. So then there is no hope. Things are cyclical. Then my bigger point is thing, things are cyclical. People are going to be quiet and then maybe four, eight, 16 years. Everything comes around. Everything should have been learned from Muhammad Ali. This guy was saying, I don't want to fight. I will change everything, whatever right. uh, loophole, because I don't want to fight a war. Why are you telling me I have right. to kill somebody that I don't have a problem with? I didn't right. start the problem with the people. Right. You guys did. Not my problem. It's like, we should have learned everything from that. Like, I, I watched Muhammad Ali interviews last year. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, holy shit. Dude, he won the Olympic gold. I don't know if you've seen yeah. the What's My Name uh, on, uh, I think it's that's, HBO. That's the LeBron one. Because I know oh, it, it. Is it? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think Le- LeBron had a part in that doc, but but there's a new doc by Ken Burns. He's such a good businessman. Dude, he just he just puts his hands in everything, bro. He just puts his hands in everything. But anyway, nineteen and most of it is crap. But I heard that one was good. I heard the Ali one was good. It was good. I haven't seen Space Jam yet. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> if I mean, I'm not saying the first one was good, but I liked it. Okay, if you like the first one, you might like this one just because it's so well. One, see, I haven't seen the first one in a while. It's still bad. It's still bad. We liked it because it was Jordan. We liked it because it was Jordan and Bucks Bunny. 
So if you like LeBron and you like Bugs Bunny, it's going to be the same shit. There's Danny no real Vito, difference. Right? The little evil. Guy. Yeah, it's this bad acting. Don Cheadle, who's a great actor. Whoa, whoa, whoa. who's Don Cheadle? Don Cheadle. I mean, uh, who's, uh, who, 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 he's in the movie? Yeah, he's like the antagonist for LeBron. So he's like the villain. Oh, oh, in the new one. I think the new old one. Oh, yeah. Wait, was he one of these? Yeah. So, you know, they tried to surround LeBron with some actual actors, but it just didn't didn't work because LeBron can't act. Like, he's a basketball player. He's that's who he is. Uh, So if if you like the first one, you might like the second one just because it's the same formula. Well. Oh, whatever. I'll I'll wait till my uh, son's old enough then. Yeah. yeah. And he'll be more interested in Lola Bunny anyway. He won't even care about LeBron. As he oh, should. really? Oh, it's like that. Lola's out here. It's dangerous, man. You see some of these cartoons on these other sites, you're like, should I? No, no, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> Mrs. Incredible. Mrs. Incredible got yams. And they, like, exaggerate the yams on Mrs. Incredible. I was I like, yo, dog, that. y'all going a little bit too crazy. Like, y'all got here, <laughs> out here looking a little bit too. She got that BBL. Like, Mrs. Oh, Incredible is out here with a BBL. And, you know, look. I'm not saying I would do it, but if someone told me, yo, dog, I had to go ahead and get it off one time. <laughs> but you know what? I see it. <laughs> Couldn't it be me at this now, age. How do you feel about that? Speaking of Dave Chappelle, speaking of how women can kind of broadcast themselves. Do you remember the Dave Chappelle skit? Just because I dress like a police officer doesn't mean I'm a police officer. Just because I dress this way right. does not mean I'm a, a whore or something. Right. It's like, right. I understand. I understand. But it's like, you're going to get a lot of games spit at you. Yeah. Well, that's... I mean, that's fair, right? That's... Everything is a choice. About ra- creep, like, really rapey guys? They're not talking about, like, game being spit, right? Uh, well, see, I have a lot of women in my family, and they are young women. So I, I've been out with them, and I've seen dudes toe the line i've seen dudes be scared i've seen dudes go overboard so i've seen all the levels and it's not like oh me and my boys going out back in the day it's it's a different pov because now i'm like the og chaperone and i'm just kind of watching making sure no one gets out of line so it's a different pov for me now so what i thought was okay back in the day now i see similar things (sighs) To my cousins, and I'm like, oh nah, son wildin'. Like, nah, that's that that's OD. But 15 years ago, that might have been me drunk off the henny, wildin' out, stumbling into a chick, trying to get a grind and trying to make it happen off off the one the one liner real quick. You know, but it's everyone has a choice. Life to me is about choices, and this is getting way too deep, but I'll I'll pause. But I'll say just say this. Everything we do is choices. You chose to come on this pod with me tonight. I chose to invite you, you on this pod me, tonight. Well, I, thought, I mean, cash I we app. went over this. Yeah, cash app, right? <laughs> Bitcoin. Um, so, you know. Somebody told me about that. Again, I'm in my own space. Yeah. Word of mouth news. I go, what? I go, digital money is worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one thing that you can't even hold is worth $50,000. <laughs> Insane. I'm going to stop bringing you off tangents because you, no, 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 you flow it's good. with it. No, it's good. Yeah. Um, so seeing a woman dress whatever kind of way, provocative, non-provocative, she could dress like a nun. If she got body, you're going to notice it. 
right? Like that, that's the thing. Like I've dated Islamic women. I've dated an Islamic woman that had a full burqa, but she had body and you could still see it through that burqa, whether that burqa was on or not. You knew what she had and didn't have and what she had a lot of and what she didn't have a lot of. Can I make you drift a little? Sure. My nephew was growing up in Ronkonkoma now. Again, a very conservative Suffolk town. in the house. At least the internet it's around nowadays. You know, it's not 2005. Okay. It's 2020, 21. They, they see things. And he wants uh, whatever nationality. Uh, is it Mila or Mia? The Khalifa. Oh, Mia Khalifa. She... Yeah, now he's into it. But meanwhile, growing wow. up, I guess I could say I was around people who were making fun of people from that culture. Right. But it's like, you know what? Maybe I know this is a, a weird note, but maybe on a good <laughs> note, it's like maybe that's good. Hey, probably he's into like different looking women. <laughs> yeah, the diversity. I mean, look, I think, see, that's that's kind of the thing, right? Like, like he's like, she's bad. And he told me her whole history. He's like, you know, she was underpaid. I go, what? I go, you're 16. I go, what? <laughs> He's giving you her whole IMDb. You know, you're in summer school Wikipedia. and you researched this whole <laughs> That was his thesis, his summer school <laughs> thesis. <laughs> underpaid diversity issues in porn. Um, <laughs> nah, but see, that that's where diversity matters. Because if there was no diversity in porn, he would just be looking at blonde chicks with bad boob jobs like, we were forced to back in the day initially. Then you kind of had, like, you had the white porn, then you had the black porn. Yeah, Pamela and Anderson. Then, right? Yeah, you know that what I'm saying? Like, like, you had the the Jenna Jameson type shit or whatever. And, right, yep. you know, then you had the the black porn that was specific to a certain audience. So I'm going to drop this to you, man. I've been thinking about this. It is a, it's kind of a joke a, a bit, man. Go I want to be like, um, you ask somebody, be like, hey, uh, what's your favorite black porn? And you know right away if they're racist. Mm, <laughs> again, no, real talk. If, I guarantee if, you there's some people who like, they're like, they're like, okay, the, like the 40-year-old virgin scene, the lights are dim, yeah. the candles are on, the oil and tissues are there, they're about to get into it, and then all of a sudden they see a black dick, they're like, oh, right, right. Going. It's like, I think in that truest <laughs> moment, they know if they're racist, and it yeah. just be like, hey, man, what's your favorite? <laughs> I don't know. I'll, if you I'll tell me them. your favorite black porn is booty talk, 40 whatever i'm like oh okay he's he's an ally he's an ally he's not he can't be racist like that's some of the best stuff but if you tell me you know uh you know it's it's the scene where the black dudes break in and rape the white girl i'm like whoa wait a minute this guy might be a little might be something there he may be a little problematic but if you but if you give me the neutral no line in porn. porn yeah no no porn they I've seen some wild shit during some horny deep dives back in the day. No. I'm not, oh man. I'm not like, happy about. Uh, uh, one of my friends, I was like, dude, once you go there, there's no going back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I got crazy when I saw two dicks, one's chicks. I was like, I was oof, like two girls, one cup, that classic. No, 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 no. Just like, uh, just two, two, dicks one, two guys. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, this is rough for me yeah, and her. And I like the cellulite. When people post the pictures of Kim K with the cellulite, it's like, are, are okay. you pro fake booty or anti fake booty? Um, it's all the rage now. It's hard. It's hard tell. to find a girl with without a fake booty if you're out here in these streets. Hate fake tits. And really? I remember you saying you too. Yeah, I, I, I was not a fan. I've, I've never been a fan. If you don't got but, them, you uh, don't got them. Is there? Jen Selter is the only um, 
Instagram model who I know. Is that fake? Um, that's a great question. Wow, I haven't thought about her in years. I wonder right. if she's still it, in the game. No, she's probably like doing some. She's probably wifed up now. or something, right? Somebody had to wife it by now. Yeah, she's like. I don't it, think it, that was fake. I think that okay. was a lot of squats and a lot of then angles. Then I can't tell. She she was the first one to play the angle game because it wasn't all cheeks. No, she knew how to stagger the legs. Like all the girls do the same pose now, where they stagger the leg. It's all hip, but they know how to push it out and arch it. <laughs> <laughs> to where it looks like it's a crazy round ass, but it's really just the arch of the hip and the angle that that they're standing. So Jen was ahead of the game with that. I think she mastermind, like she she might be the Jackie Robinson of of, of that move. <laughs> she might have integrated the booty space with the hip. You're just gonna have to accept that sixty percent of the women you're talking to have some sort of enhancement. See, I would just say it passed me by. No, but some of them make it so you can't, <laughs> you know, like, it's so crazy that, like, there's no way you think that's natural. Like, how the boobs used to be out of control, crazy, fake, that's how the asses are now. We're in that phase. Soon we'll get the, the, the nip happy. and tuck phase where it's it like a slight enhancement. My, it probably won't be my style, but if it makes them happy, you know, it's like, I will never let my wife get plastic surgery. I'm like the... The uh, the spiritual guy who's like, no, I, I love you the way you are. Whatever and it's you like, got, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Dude, and I, I believe it. Like, if you pour love into her, maybe she'll get even more beautiful and prettier. It's sure. Like, I guarantee, like, you see some uh, famous dudes and then their wives look like hags. It's like because that wife had to wear all the stress of probably cheating. Yeah. And being a crazy asshole. And probably private. holding that guy down when he was broke and probably was a fucking nobody. The stress of that living a exactly. regular life. Exactly. And it's like, uh, yeah, she's not happy. Yeah. <laughs> like she's hanging on for dear life. Like she's just happy to have lasted this long to finally get the fruits of her reward. I really judge people on divorces and really? people who stay together. I believe it's like they should get an award. People who are married for like 25 plus years yeah, get an award. It's like I'm constantly trying to look for like an idol. Right. And it's like, fuck it, man. Everybody's human. Everybody's a guy. Like I, I really valued Carton's opinion, his style. And then mm. he went to jail. And then it's like, you know, what, what else is he slacking in his wife? Uh, I was like, you know what? Okay, then it's Stern. And then, oh, oh Stern trades up. Right. He's not with the chick that got him to the dance. Right. All of a sudden, he's with a, a younger blonde. And it's right. like, you know what? At the end of the day, we could be our own role, role models. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know. And it's tough. There's temptations, man. And oh, of course. Look, we, we, we are, if you're a man, no matter what you, you identify sexually, you have urges. The testosterone is a chemical thing. Like it's, it's, you're going to look, you're going to have thoughts. You're going to do all that shit. Like it's, it doesn't mean you don't love your wife or you don't love whoever you're with. It's just, look, this thing is in us. And this is how that makes our brains and our nerve system work. You could be next to your significant other, but if a girl walks by that has a ridiculous body, your natural urge is to look at it. It's not that you don't love or adore whoever you're with. It's just my eyes work this way where it gravitates where men are visual. Men are always going to be visual. 
we went to a music festival. There's butt cheeks all over, and I go Anya. I go I, uh, my wife's name Anya. I go mm. I think I, I think I have Tourette's. I go I, I go I'm literally gonna. I started just saying butt cheeks. Like yeah. woke, I was like butt cheeks. Everywhere and you it was go. like it was therapeutic. Yeah, it's therapeutic. Yeah, because it's like you know why why we not saying give in to the urges, sure, but it's no. like express them. I definitely do not trust the guys who are like who pretend that they don't have urges or temptations oh, yeah, it's like it's all bullshit yeah it's just it's, it's, it's pandering to women it's pandering to women and this narcissism to think that you're some holier than thou guy i'm the one man that has all this testosterone flowing and i don't never look at any other woman in any like just shut the fuck up like stop Dude, it it broke my heart when i found out about mcgregor when i found out that mm. ali was a womanizer and it's like they put so much pressure for their platform and they're looked at as gods that's why it's the celebrity worship too that but that's like, our fault that's right? not their fault and and and, and that's True. why for me that's why i preach the whole thing of you know fandom is a mental illness like we, we shouldn't idolize these people so much because it's a mental illness. Because then we we we're, we're projecting these beliefs onto these people or these theologies onto these people that don't fit. Ali was a was was a young kid from Louisville, wasn't that highly educated growing up, and he turned out to be arguably the greatest boxer of all time. He was a guy that was that was a good looking man at a time where love and sex wasn't as stringent as decades before him. So he was out here. Even when he converted to Islam, and Islam is a very you know strict religion when it comes to adultery, but he still got his shit off, and he lived his life that way, and had multiple wives, and had a whole bunch of kids, and but that doesn't mean what we love him for, which is one his skills as a boxer, to his his wherewithal to stand up as a man. At times, he wasn't wasn't perfect in that either, but for the Things that we want to idolize him for, we still idolize him for for those things as well. But you can also tear him down. Everyone's got faults. No one looks at out. a guy, John Gruden, been with the same woman since he was twenty seven. Right, had a lot of anger inside. Right, and where 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 is that stem from? This guy was he was a football lifer. Yep, a football lifer was a part of the Bill Walsh and the Mike Holmgren co- coaching trees. So he's he's a he's. His whole life is the NFL. He made it. And he still had this anger. Where was it coming from? Wasn't happy. And it's like, it, it's like. hundred million dollars and still lessons. not happy. Jeez. Imagine 10 years. Learn from these lessons. A hundred million. And, you know, even if you want to say, well, that was when he was with the Four Letter Network. Okay, but the, he was the highest paid person on the Four Letter Network when he was sending those emails out for Monday Night Football. Still not happy. Still not happy. Still angry about people he feels he's better than. He thinks he's better than the LGBTQ community. He thinks he's better than minorities. He thinks he's better than women. And he's still talking to his mans on a corporate email, airing them out. Because he has to get that frustration, that anger out, that emotion out. That's why I feel it's so fucking Simple yet hard, because if you just look inwards, if you're like, like, for example, is my wife enabling right now? Like all of a sudden I'm, I, I told I'm doing interviews, MMA stuff, writing articles. I got to do it. It's Friday night. Mm. She's watching TV alone. All of a sudden 
boom, I'm the biggest MMA combat sports boxing guy, Errol Hawani, Joe Rogan, millions right. come in. I, but at what cost from this step A to all of a sudden Z? Yeah. All of a sudden I become a monster, ego, yeah. maniac, yeah. A crazy asshole that's angry at her and she has to adjust to me because I'm bringing in whatever. It's right. like, no, take a break. Believe it or not, if you pay a dollar now, go hang out with her, watch Netflix, get cuddly. If you try to like show effort, yeah, show effort, be sexier, work on yourself. Maybe that's how you can get more sex. I hate the whole thing like, oh, you're married now, man. You're not watching porn. It's like, no, no, no. It's just, it just takes effort. It's a, it's a different level. Now. Yeah. You still have to date your wife. You still have to date exactly. whoever you're with. You still have to do all that stuff. You can't just one hundred percent. Now that now that I got her, all right. Well, that that's it. She she's just there. No, she's not just there. You still have to win her over. You still have to show her that you are the man that you sold yourself to be when you first started dealing with her. Like so, it's it's you're constantly having to prove yourself. Yes, it's a job. Like that's that's how I always approach it. That's how I saw. You know, my dad was like that, and this is it's a job. Like you have to please this woman. You married this woman. You made this woman take your last name. You made this woman, you know, have your child. You made this woman do all these things. Yes, you have to be the dude that you sold yourself to be when you were courting her in the first place. So whatever you sold to her, if you were lying, you better find a way to turn them lies into truth. But if dude, you know what I'm saying, like a, just did a Facebook Messenger uh, call with like five friends mm -hmm. and. One of the friends is a girl, um, mm -hmm. very good looking Asian girl. Mm -hmm. And you were like, man, every guy throwing themselves at her. Right. And she said her husband got bored with her. They would have sex once a month, maybe once every three months. <sighs> he started getting angry, verbally abusive. Wow. Uh, and it's like, wow, a lot of steps happened to get to that point. Oh, but yeah. I, I want to oh, yeah. be the always the person that's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we get to step 10, it's like, right. Let's figure what it out. What happened before? Yeah. And like, what you have this, is it, is it like a weird DNA thing? Like men, we conquer something. We got it in the bag. Good. We can conquer another bag. Is nah. it a territorial thing? It's just laziness. I, 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 I think it's laziness because, you know, if you're not used to getting women, let's be real. Most, most dudes don't really know how to talk to women. That's why we have so many socially awkward people out there just because people just don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to talk. And for me, like, yeah, my, my friends is huge muscles. Yeah. Good looking guy. Well, but put if you together, put a woman, yeah, he can't, yeah, he can't talk. Yeah. That, that, that's the thing. Like me, fuck you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and, 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 and no. the funny thing is like 30% of the time he probably wins, but it's 30%. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if he I had game, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's laziness for men because men don't know how to talk to women. I've, you know, I used to be a bouncer back in the day. So I would see dudes trying to kick game and You've seen everything. Yeah. It's just like, like, Oh my God, this guy, like, you know, I would tell dudes you're blowing it. <laughs> I would tell dudes you're He's like, just shut up. Just shut up. She's already down. Just shut up. Stop trying to act like you're popping bottles and she's already uh, in. Like you're like you're you going the, meme, the guy in the girl's ear in the club and she's like, yeah, like there's that, a meme. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I've seen that yeah it would be that. It would be that, and then it'll be the dude that tries to go over the top. We got the VIP section. We got the bottles. We got that. I'm like, dude, you don't even gotta do half of that. Like 
it's cool. It's some fly shit. It's some fly shit. But it's like, that's not going to get it. The best game, I've, I've, this line's been used a lot, but it took me a while to learn this. Like, the best game is no game, right? So, like, when you're talking and you're talking your truth, women could pick that up right away because they know when a guy's trying to pick them up. They know when a guy's shooting his shot. But when you're just sitting there just being yourself, flaws and all, they're like, oh, this is different. Like, he's fucking up. And he don't care that he's fucking up or he doesn't care that I might not like what he just said. He's not just yesing me to death and saying, oh, "Oh, you're so smart. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, that's the most interesting thing I've ever heard. Like, nah, that's just all bullshit. But if you just sit there and just, nah, I think that's stupid. Like, wait, wait, what? Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not kissing ass. Like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. I want to smash, but I'm not going to be disingenuous to not only you, but to myself to get that off. Like, my dignity is worth more than, you know, whatever I do with you for half an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. The chase needs to be mutual. Yes, that too. That too. And dudes need to recognize when the woman is chasing because women don't chase like us. And dudes don't know when a woman is chasing because it happens rarely because we're looking for what we do out of them. And that's rare. That's not how women chase. Women will give you all the signs in the world that, yo, dog, come get it. But if you're waiting for a girl to come up and talk shit and throw a game like we throw a game, you might find 10% of women who actually act like dudes and kick game like that. Now, how do you feel about this? Go ahead. My niece says, she goes, I'll hold the door for a guy. I'll pay for the checks. Uh, Whitney Cummins, uh, the uh, great comedian, also Ah, says uh the same thing. She's... She has these like, like stud, ripped like mm-hmm. Calvin Klein model guys who are broke, and right. she drives them around and picks her up. But she she goes, she's like, I don't. I was awkward at first being the power in the power position, paying mm-hmm. for everything. She mm-hmm. goes, but like now I've rolled with it. And my niece uh, said the same thing. She goes, she goes. I'm going to be the breadwinner. She goes, she goes, I'll put my jacket down for them to jump over a puddle or something. It's like, and my older brothers, old school, they're like, no, 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 no. I get the paychecks. I hold the doors. Right. And it's like, is it, I think it's cool. If she finds a guy who she really loves and she wants to do that for cool. Are you like my brothers? Like, no, 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 no. There's certain rules. It's it's I've dated broke women and I've dated women that made money. I had way more fun dating the women with money. Dating a broke woman, for me, it was like that. So you like women with confidence? Mm, I don't. I don't equate the two. I don't. I, there's specifically one woman that I dated who had money that you didn't have the confidence. Or in a position of power, they have confidence dumb. in their job, but that doesn't mean in their uh, personal. You're right. They, they have it confidence like- to get that bag. But yeah, there might be some other things going on. So like, you know, I had more fun in terms of living and it was easier dating a woman that had money because I'm still on my alpha shit. Well, I mean, it's not even really alpha. It's just being the genuine of who I am to my core. That is alpha. Sure. (laughs) Right. So it's like being yourself is alpha. You know, yeah, I want to pay. But keep it a buck. I don't want to pay all the goddamn time. Especially if I know you got it. If you broke, then I know, all right, I'm paying for everything. Okay, cool. This is what I signed up for. 
But shit, if you're making bread and I'm making bread, I'm like, yo, dogs, my car got to get swiped every time? Like, I know you got it. <laughs> and it's that weird, awkward interaction. You can get the dollar meal this time. God damn, you, it's $5. You, you, you. Oh, it's me again. It's yeah, me again. like, oh, all right. <laughs> nah, dog, just bring bring the check over here. Damn, I guess. You know, damn, you got you you making six figures too. Like, shit. Yeah. Talk about norms, man. I, I, I haven't been to a restaurant in a minute. Um, but they about yeah even in 2019 they were uh bringing the check to me yeah and even when yeah and it's like yeah crazy i remember one time i was on a date it was a chick i met off an app and they brought the check to her and i felt insulted and it wasn't even like it was it wasn't even like a first date or anything like that it was just like a normal like maybe a third or fourth date we're kicking it whatever and the dude just dropped it by her. And I looked at him like, the fuck you think I am, dog? Like, you think I'm broke? Like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> dressed broke. I'm not out like this ain't this ain't no Applebee's. Like, this is a nice spot. I'm dressed nice, she dressed nice. The fuck you dropping it by her for? Even if Maybe she wanted all to pay the orders it. that you ordered. <laughs> yeah, like dog, like, you know, your your your, your gratuity is gonna be crazy. Like, and that's because of me, bruh. Like, drop that shit right here. Uh, but now I'm like, Psh, you got it, ma? All right. Like, word. Okay, you go ahead and swipe. Shit, get my car to break. You know? Teamwork, man. It's all fucking it teamwork. Makes teamwork. You... Let me ask you this. Since you're actually married, and I've, I've, every married friend I have and every married family member that's a male. So male friends and male family members have all told me, don't do it. Right? But I keep hearing the notion, happy wife, happy life. So yeah. to me, it, it contradicts. Should also be happy husband, uh, unhappy husband. Everybody's murdered, right? Isn't right, Chris <laughs> Benoit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, See, can we know? make those jokes? <laughs> I mean, I think I'll, it's, it's definitely the, the statute of limitations is definitely up on that shit. But I mean, you know, you can't tell me don't get married, but happy wife, happy life, because you're telling me don't do it. But keep your wife happy so you can have a happy life. Well, that sounds like an oxymoron to me. So which is the same person is saying this? All men are telling me the same thing. All most men, I would say 90% of men are telling me, A, don't do it. And that same 90 is also telling me, but happy life, happy happy wife, happy life. So if you seems like a contradiction. Expressive, which I believe you are, and there is a it's it's tough, man, because you also you want to keep stuff in. You're like, you know what? It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal, and then you're like, it's a big deal. Yeah, right, you know I mean? right. If you don't want to be that pent up, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then she's like, yeah. like, where the hell did that come well, from? My wife would be like, really? Three months ago, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you and you got all the details. You got the whole timeline, like already, you know, synchronized and everything. Year one at minimum is gonna be like that for you, man. You're you're literally gonna be like, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm, right this way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. It's 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 weird. It's, but just slowly work it in because then it, you're gonna be miserable if you don't express yourself. No, you like, have to even get outside to like go with your boys, go to a movie right. on your own. Right. Just I I steal this from my my wife's culture. They're from Macedonia. Mm nobody gets divorced there it's like you fight through the tough times they're very old school very old school in america what do they say 50 percent? you know it's like it's uh it's, we fought um take it to that's court that's it yeah yeah it's like reconcilable they differences fight 
I heard this quote from Paulie Malignaggi, the boxer who yeah. uh, was training Conor before the Floyd thing. Right. He said, which was great. He goes, "When I see Conor, he goes, ah. he goes. There's two ways to look at something when you're facing adversity. He goes, am I gonna walk into the adversary and get through this, or am I gonna walk out? And he goes, more times than not, McGregor was walking out. And mm. my point is, that's marriages, man. Yeah, uh, that, that's yeah. McGregor in his career. It's like yeah. you need if you want longevity and to make it last." You got to get through the adversity. Yeah, you have to commit. I mean, he's out here, you know, fighting dudes, fighting old dudes in bars. I mean, it's, it's, he, he showed you Unhappy. signs that he wasn't like, he wasn't really about that life. Dude, and his babysitter is fired. Really? With the capital B. And it's like, oh, your new kids. Is he your, smashing? Your two and three kids have blonde hair like ah, her. Ah, see, <laughs> I was see? like, this is like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yes. But. My uh, my point was when I went to my wife's country for two weeks, the dad will just split out. He'll go to like upstairs. He'll go in the garage, work on a car, a car. He'll go to the bar, go to the store and just come back. He just needs time apart. You know, like, I, I think that's important for us guys to just kind of separate. Yeah, I think that's that, that's something I grew up with. Like I, I saw my not only my dad, but my my uncles and and older cousins and even my my grandfathers like do the same. Like you wilding out. All right, you know what? I'm gonna go over here to the other end of the house, or I'm gonna go outside, or I'm gonna go take a drive, or you know, I'll be back. Exactly. You you separate. You get some space. You get some air, and that's where in this quarantine in the pandemic, that's where a lot of relationships were under pressure. 150 percent you know like I, I can't imagine you know if you I heard domestic violence was up it like went crazy. up a lot yeah a lot a lot of relationships broke up a lot of you know as as me was we're speaking about off air before we started recording it's going to be a lot of pandemic babies it's going to be a whole <laughs> pandemic you know generation that are just birthed from just their parents crazy. were stuck in that crib for a year and a half like yeah one got through sorry <laughs> like it's gonna happen <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's you need it's all to about have expressing that yourself. Right? Yeah. They say mental illness. Yeah. I believe it could be a simple cure. Just expressing yourself. Whether yeah. that expression is go play golf. I don't. I fucking hate golf. Have a hobby. But, you need a hobby. Yeah. You have to have a hobby. Like I, I, I'm an only child. Right. So like I grew up with learning how to fend for myself super early. So I'm super self-sufficient, self-dependent, whatever. Like I don't like asking for help. I figured this shit out, whatever, right? So in relationships, I had to learn it's okay to ask her to do this for you or do that for you. Or even ask a friend, hey, can you help me do this? Because you're gonna have those own mental battles. You're like, right. I'm the only one doing this, right. I'm the only one doing it. And she doesn't hear any of them. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you blow up and she's like, Whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, she doesn't know that, that that's just me being me because I'm used to my whole life fending for myself. So it's not like, oh, I'm not trying to involve you. It's just, I'm just used to, if I want to make a move, I make a move. If I'm stuck in a situation, I figure it out because when I was younger, that was the only option I had. So, you know, I'm not used to just being, oh, I could just call her and she could go come through and whatever. Or I could call a parent and have them come pick me up. Or I can call a cousin. Like, I wasn't used to that. So I had to learn and get accustomed to that. So I think it's just understanding what your weaknesses are and self-awareness. I'm huge on self-awareness. What are your weaknesses and being cognizant of those weaknesses 
and especially in dealing with relationships, whether it's personal or even professional. Because that shit carries over. expectations for people. Like I'm I'm holding people to the same expectations as me. And it's Mm, like, it's it's you will, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everyone wants it as much as you do. And that that's something I had to learn in terms of partnerships, whether it was business or, you know, hobbies like this podcasting is not everyone wants it like you. Not everyone is willing to work as hard as you or sacrifice as much as you. So you can't. Yeah, I, I had that faith. I can identify with that strongly because I put a lot of faith in the people thinking they were on the same type of time I was. Exactly. And that left me in a bad situation a few times. And I had to claw myself out of it. And so, and that's kind of why you see me just, I'm a one man gang. I, I produce this shit. I host it. I do all the social media for the better or for the worst. Cause I know I could just hire a social media manager and they could get my clicks up and my followers up and they could do all the little tricks that they got to do. I don't know all them shits, but they're all from India too. Really? Get that <laughs> well, I, I see them on Fiverr a lot. I've seen, I've seen them on Fiverr heavy. Uh, but yeah, but that's, that's kind of like the thing. It's like, if, if you're, what is your flaw? And once you know that flaw, it's not always necessarily about fixing it because sometimes you can't fix certain things, but it's about, I know this is my blind spot. So identifying that with whoever you're with or whoever you're dealing with, if it's a professional setting and being able to work off of it like that. Do you have this problem? This is going to be the f- you're, you're the fourth broadcaster that I've asked this. Mm-hmm. Now, turning off your ears when you're in a Ooh. circle of family or friends, it's oh, like, bro. again, because it's like, dude, we work on so hard on listening, being meticulous yeah. listeners back and forth. And when you hear yeah. awkward conversations, people stomping on each other yeah. and, or they don't hear themselves, they're pushy. Like, it's like, I, I'm... I have to. I have to step back. It's when I'm sunglasses with sunglasses help. It sounds stupid, but I, yeah. I, I never wore sunglasses before really? this year. It, during the summer, I just wear it outside. I just look around. Mm. And I'm just like I can't listen. <laughs> I can't listen. Well, the all right. So for me, it's hard because I I like to engage with people. I wanna I wanna have that interaction because again this this, this is a solo right. pod. So sometimes right. when I'm out with people, I want to hear different takes because uh-huh. I could feed off of it and like oh that's a different slant. Okay, but then when you hear bad takes or when you hear just dumb opinions or uninformed you like the opinions person or love the person, right? And like yo, this is my man's. Like <laughs> God, that's awful. What that's just so wrong. What he said, like. Sometimes I'll just fall back. I'm like, word, word. I'll, I'll, I'll do the thing that guys do and try to get. I don't women. watch fights with people anymore. Really? I can't. I can't. I can't sit there. Damn. But even my brother, he's watching with me. He goes, "That was a good kick, right?" I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you supposed to say? Like, <laughs> there's no analysis to bring. I'm like, bro, down. you took karate when you were five. Stop. <laughs> It's like yeah. my boys are bad. They they hated on this Brazilian fighter. Um, not that it mattered, but mm. it, it will matter in the point I'm about to make. Mm. Uh, they were like, "Oh man, I don't want to see you cry. What does it matter? Oh, you you couldn't stand up and fight for me." I was like, "Well, no, he fought more technical. He didn't take the damage, and he actually ended up getting the finish." And I go, "Yeah, he is crying because he's from the favelas of Brazil." And they're like, "Nah, whatever." 
Like yeah. nobody gives a yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's back to that point of like listening. Yeah, like, that that part is what I have to catch myself a lot. Sometimes I'll get too too wrapped up in breaking shit down when it's just a it's just a casual bullshit conversation. It's a nothing conversation. Yo, who you think gonna win the championship? And I go into pod mode or I go into I'm on, I'm doing a radio hit mode and I'm laying shit down in like a two minute soundbite and they're all just like, oh okay. Well, well, my favorite team is the Knicks. And I think I'm like, oh, damn, I gave you all of that. And you're giving me some some Knicks shit right back. Like, oh, OK, my bad. I went too far. My bad. Yeah, dogs. Yeah, I think, you know, Lakers. And and just keep it moving. Just keep keep the conversation light. Like, that's something I, I have to catch. You have the friend this. who wants to catch you, like, like, really is very like, oh, I grew up with this guy. But I'm, oh. I'm going to let them know that I know something about that is- NBA when I'm talking to certain people, sometimes I got to dumb it down. Sometimes I got to keep it light. Sometimes I just got to guess them to death and just let them assume that they know what they're talking about when I know deep down they don't, but I'm not really trying to have a debate right now. I'm not really, I don't want to have to break down why the Atlanta Hawks were a fluke last year. I don't want to spend 15 minutes dissecting that. So I'll just say word. You got that. Yeah. Word. True. (laughs) Oh, you're too nice. Yeah. I mean, but I, I'd, I'd rather save myself the energy. I'd rather bring True. that take and do it here on the pod. So sometimes I'll hear something. I'll see something in the group chat with my boys that I think is like the dumbest shit I ever heard. But flip it, reverse it, turn it into a segment here on the pod. Exactly. And just take it that way. Instead of, instead of having to do a text thread that's a million messages back and forth for 12 hours, fuck it. I'll turn it into a 10 to 15 minute segment on the pod. And 100%. Yeah. Wipe my when hands I was, up. Uh, breaking down the, it was uh, UFC 262, Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira. Okay. Uh, the Brazilian fighter who was speaking mm-hmm. about it. it was like, I turned it into like, guys, uh, a lot of people may be thinking about like UFC as old school slugfest, but no, Charles Oliveira incorporated a lot more uh, care for his health and safety and was very smart and technical and he got the win, but apparently not everybody cares for that. Right. Yeah. Same yeah, thing, dude, it it's, can always it's, be fun. It, it's a, it's a, it's a thing where I'm in a different. Uh, I mean, I guess LeBron is like it's the new chapter from Jordan to LeBron, but I'm in the heat of McGregor. McGregor makes everybody think they know. Paulie Rosenberg was arguing with McGregor. Yeah, like everybody, they see McGregor, right? They, they, they know they one fighter, him. and now all of a sudden they can break down. You know, fucking, Stop. you know, jiu-jitsu versus ground and pound, and like dogs. Just because you know a couple of phrases, you heard a couple of things said on the broadcast, or you you follow a couple of people on Twitter, doesn't you know? I don't I don't know if if that's what I'm not saying. Rosenberg did that. I'm just saying like, but people do <laughs> do that. Like, I'll have people give me stats. I'll have people hit my DMs and tell me, "Yo, man, I I, I think you're wrong on the pod. You said this, but I don't think that's true." And I'll just say, "Okay, why?" And the retort. Is nothing. It's just, well, I just don't think that's true. Like, okay, well, (laughs) I just, you listen to me break down something for 10 minutes where I'm not just telling you my opinion. I'm giving you reasons behind that opinion. I'm giving you not necessarily stats or metrics, but I'm breaking shit down to how I see it and how I curated that opinion. I think people's brains turn off. If you yeah, speak if, more than 15 seconds, it's dude, off. And that's, and that's something I've had to adjust in the podcast game. Because the podcast game, like, look, this should, we're going on two hours. 
if back in the day, two hours would have been phenomenal. That would have been like, oh my God. But now, if I do more than an hour or an hour and change, like people will tell me I'll get to the second half like in a couple of days. I'm like, God damn, wait, you can't digest. No, they can't. It's too much content because my shit is dense. I'm breaking shit down. I try to throw humor in there to kind of break it up a little bit or laugh at some right. shit or production value or whatever. But when we're dissecting this shit, when we get into the stuff that we we know and we love, I can't just give you a, a 30 second sound bite. I can't. If you if you tell me, yo, why do you think LeBron is still arguably the best player in the game? I can't give you that in 30 seconds. Like it. What do you think is going to happen with Connor? It's like, whew. right. It's a Whoa. lot, right? Like you can't just, you can't give two <laughs> sentences and then be done. You got to give at least three to five minutes. Cause you got to break shit down. You got to set it up and you got to break it down. You got to build it up and break it down. Oh, but, my wife's the happiest about this. Uh, the new gig. She goes, stop telling me about MMA. <laughs> yeah. Tell your audience, tell NBC, <laughs> just oh write it, gosh. write it down. Yeah. So sometimes it's like, you know what? I got a pod. If, if I go too long without potting, because I, I, I don't know what your process is, but mine is, as stuff happens, I, I'll do an instant reaction and I'll just put it in my notes on the notes app. As soon as something happens, Kyrie bugging out on IG, boom, I just jot down some shit. I'm not writing a script, but it's more of some bullet point shit that stands out to me, right? So then I'll take that and then I'll figure out what I want to say, but I'll keep the, the, the notes open. So if I get lost, I could look at the notes, find my shit, get back in the groove. But with where it is now, you have to get in so quick because the attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. The clips on that are going viral are getting shorter and shorter. TikTok is a monster. It's a fucking monster. If you're not doing shit over there, you know, People are getting millions of views within a week over there just because the algorithm is such a monster. But Jeez. it's also dumbing down the attention spans even more. So it's like the content well, game, where, where, where can it go? Rogan proves that long form is not dead. But he's an anomaly, though, dog. If uh, you did a two, this is two hours right now. Executives think that it's simple. It's an hour pot. It's an hour podcast. You're going to retweet it. You're going to have right. a guest. Like, that's right. the, pretty common. You see uh, across the board an hour a week. Right. But see, like, something like this is turning into a Nobody conversation. Like, I think conversations can go this long because it's two people talking and engaging and retorting and going back and forth. If you're just doing a show in the format of a show, I'm sorry, dog. I don't want to hear somebody do a show for two hours. Like, if Rogan has someone engaging or someone that I think will push back, okay, I'll check it out. But if it's going to be, like, if it was him by himself or him and the guy who put shit up on the screen or whatever, I'm not listening to that for three hours. No fucking way. And that's why he just does interviews every time because he needs someone to bounce off of. Because his stand-up ain't three hours. Chappelle don't even go that. The only motherfucker that I've seen go mad long on stage is the late, great Paul Mooney. I saw him at Caroline's and the motherfucker was up there for four hours. Four hours. He did his set straight for like an hour. 
and then spent the next three hours just shooting the shit with us, just talking about current events, just, you know, doing crowd work and stuff. Just, just, it was fucking amazing. It, me, my girl at the time, we were just sitting there like, it's fucking 1 a.m. The show started at 8. He's just fucking talking. He's just, he's just going. He's just asking people, where are you from? Where are you from? Da, da, da. Did you see this show on the news? Did you see CNN had this? And it was Jeez, just. He needed to be on the radio. It was seamless. It was seamless. But like sir, only it's a, it's a privileged few that have that gift. I don't. I, most people don't. Podcasts have become a very saturated space because the equipment is easier to get. And the access to the, to the Internet makes it easier where anyone with a phone could go do a podcast. So now the market, the market is flooded. So now you got to weed out through a bunch of motherfuckers to find the good shit. But what's good shit anymore? The industry will tell you one thing, but then your listeners might tell you something else. I tell you what, you grew up on listening to the fan? Yeah. I think, man, if there is a, I want so bad. You want that to come back? Caller reaction. Yeah. Reaction. Like yeah. a lot of these podcasts, they just go and go and go. Uh, Andrew Schultz. Um, yeah, he's he's a big deal Joe now. Rogan, he's a monster now. They go on and I'm like, it should be, I don't think everybody could hand, handle uh, fans. Like I, I think that we ha- are different in the yeah. sense that we're made for that type. And I believe podcasting is radio. I don't think radio is dead. I think it's podcasting. Well, okay. So I'll, I'll push back a little bit there. I think the the format of radio will always exist. I think the power radio once had is gone because the 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 digital space has eliminated a lot of the shit we didn't like about radio. Well, what if it is digital? What if 98.7 is a digital thing in your car? They can have a digital right? signal, but it's still the same radio format. They still take eight-minute commercial blocks. Well, that's what I mean. What if all of a sudden they... They don't do they that? Do live re- and they, what's going to force them to do that? The audience. That's the only, you know, look, me and you used to work at the fan. We know how the audience would complain if we hit a seven minute spot block. We're cool because we're catching up on spot. They would fucking call in and complain. We hate advertisements. I put Chrome extensions to make sure I don't see advertisements or ad blockers to make sure I don't. I hate ads. I don't. Oh, I hear it on podcasts. I've gotten so right. good. At fast yes, I'll there. skip the fuck. I hate hearing advertisements on podcasts. Yes. So it's like oh, YouTube. Yeah, skip that shit right away, or, or put the ad blocker on there, and you'll never see an ad. Like that's that's where we're at. So if we're if we know that on Pornhub, I'll listen. I'm like, well, you, you have to. I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of stuck right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Unless you're nice with the torrents, the torrent torrents are still alive out here. No, not since. Bear share and uh, Limewire. Well, dog, I mean, we could do better than that now. <laughs> you could do better. Than, you don't got to worry about the spammy shit now. It's not Limewire or the Kazaa back in the day. It's not any of that type oh, of Kazaa, shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We could get Pirate Bay still out here doing doing the Lord's work, making sure we get shit for free. Um, I, I think it's going to change, man. You think I, so? I, <sighs> I just think podcasting Again, is, is, is so early. In yes. podcasting, they still don't know what this is yet, which means they don't know how to make money off of it yet. They think they know because they're using the old radio model on podcasting. Once they figure out, 
oh, there's even more money there. Because that's what they haven't figured out yet. Good luck on your sport, because my sport is completely digital. There's no cable network show covering MMA. It's literally ESPN Plus or YouTube. Well, I mean, that's that's. But that's Dana's doing, right? He signed. He wanted yep. to get with ESPN. He he so wanted to get with the credit to them being a thinker, yeah, uh, like a f- forward thinker. Because everybody's like ESPN Plus, it's gonna live there. It's like everybody's got the internet. You got to get it now. Yeah, either either you pirate it or you get someone's password or you bite the bullet and pay for it. You have to do it. And executives, it's like please adjust. Nah, it's like because sadly, those execs are the people that left radio. And that that was my biggest gripe as when I left the fan and damn, we're pulling back the curtain a lot today, but I like it. When I left the fan to go to satellite, the thing they told me to really lock it in was you can come here and be what you said you weren't able to be at the fan. You want to be creative. You want to do production bits. You want to do different types of music and shit like that. You could do, they basically sold me, you can do what you want here. We know the restraints you have over there. This is satellite. This is different. We're bleeding edge technology. We're da, 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 da. And I bought it. I said, okay, I'm out. And then I got there and the hierarchy was retread people from the station I just left. <laughs> and the format was very similar to the station I just left and the rules and regulations were, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, I remember when I was an intern at, at satellite and they had like a little intern Q and a thing that you get this, you get to speak with the executives. And I asked them, I said, sports, can you curse? And he said, no. And then my fellow was, well, you don't have FCC regulations, right? And they said, no. I was like, well, then in my, in my head, I was like, well, how are you different from radio? How are you different from terrestrial radio? Where the thing about we don't like about terrestrial radio is you can't curse if you really feel like it. And the, the spot blocks are too long. I come to satellite, the spot blocks aren't as long. So you 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 did win there, but you're going to behold yourself to some imaginary FCC regulations that don't really exist because you're like, oh, well, we want families to listen to our channels together. We want a father to not have to shield their son from listening to, you know, MLB because the host might say fuck when breaking down, you know, a a sacrifice bunt. (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, (laughs) yeah, but nah. Nah, like that was supposed to be the appeal of what you're doing. Stern went over there, had his own channel. He got the curse. He got to say whatever he wanted. That's why everyone flocked over there because, oh, shit, he's going to be unleashed. But the other channels didn't have that. Oh, they chose not to. They made that choice because they were in bed with the leagues. And once you're in bed with the leagues, and everybody else over there, even with the budget wise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 got his own wing. He's got his own wing. Right. I heard separate entrance. Yeah, yeah. You, like doesn't there, see there's, anybody. There, there's a different key fob and it's a different key card. If you work on the stern side, have you seen him at all? I saw him like once. Sasquatch. Yeah, it was like once, and it was in passing. Like 
because again, they the sports channels are normally sure wasn't kept. a janitor of curly hair. No, no. Sadly, <laughs> he had Robin right behind him, and that's how I knew that was Stern. Uh, that was the only way yeah. I could tell. Um, but yeah, no, it was a one time. Because why? Why would he mingle with us? He he keeps the lights on. Fucking five hundred million. Like he keeps the lights on. I know, right? I, I keep reminding people that everybody's like, "Did you hear about Rogan, that guy, the stoner that you tell him?" I'm like, "Yeah, but did you know? Do you guys remember what Stern is on?" Yeah, like dog, a hundred million for Rogan is phenomenal in podcasting, but those pods are long, bro. Like three fucking hours. Yeah, and it's video, so it's a, it's a lot of shit. It's a lot of content, and it's every day you gotta or every week or whatever you gotta find the motherfucker to be able to talk to. For three hours. Oh, this hasn't come out yet, but I believe he's in a dispute with Disney. So in 2016, he started the McGregor era changed everything, man. Mm. And, and Rogan's like, I want some of this McGregor money, too. He's like, I've been with you guys for 20 years at that point. And uh, he said he's not traveling outside of the U.S. Mm. They're like, deal. All right. Twelve times a year, you maybe eight times, depending on if there's a big show overseas he's now skipped two back-to-back domestic uh local cards in the u.s and uh, i think it's a dispute over money man because now he's pulling the play guys i got the spotify money right he goes 100 million you're telling me i gotta go travel to vegas from texas now the price went up i i gotta uh uh, study 26 fighters uh the pandemic, right? I'm sure everybody throws that sure. in, in their favor when they have to. Yeah. Um, and he's uh, he's not showing up to the big shows. One of the reasons why everybody watches, uh, believe it or not, man, Joe Rogan's best art is UFC commentary. Yes. He's a black belt, multiple disciplines. Like his comedy's good. His comedy's all right. podcast is great. I think it comes to get. Yeah, exactly. Trigger was really good. Everything else is. Yeah. All right. Um. But I think his commentary and his uh, everything comes together on UFC fight nights. He's like Max and Kellerman. Things. Like, yeah, he, Max could yes, do other things. Exactly. But when Great Max thing. does boxing, it's like, oh, my God, you're a exactly. fucking savant. Like, exactly. And that's why you, you, you know, you remember him back in the days. He was on like NY1 as a teenager breaking shit down like. He really is like a, a, a prophet of this shit. That's pretty impressive. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. When I hear him talk, other sports is like, yeah, that's cool word. I understand that. But it's like, nah, but when you get into that boxing bag, god damn. Like him hearing him talk after Wilder Fury 3 was like, man, this is all you should be doing. Like sometimes it's just right there in front of you. Like I know you want to do other shit. Everyone wants to. He would bring boxing up. I think MMA is past boxing over the last 10 years. I think he would bring boxing up if he did a boxing podcast. He had Wilder on oh. one week, and then he has like some number ten kid that you've never heard of, but he makes him sound good. Right. That's the point of a good interview, right? I think that he could bring boxing up, and, and that was the that was the weird thing when when he was doing stuff with um, when ESPN had that short term deal with um, what's the PBC, and they were trying yeah. to do boxing there. I'm like, yo, put Max on that shit. Everything. Put Max Everything. on anything boxing. Put just Joe Tessator. Yeah, it's his shit. But you know, you get fucking Tessator, and I'm like, eh. You get other guys. You get you know Teddy Atlas. Stinger. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, 
Yeah. You know, you get Teddy Atlas who still finds a way to throw subliminals at Tyson 30 oh, dude, years after the fact. And Stephen A. Smith on UFC, boxing. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he could scream Overworked. <laughs> Overworked. They make you earn the millions. Mickey, Mickey is a slave driver. Stephen A. Smith could say, I don't know what I'm talking about on a boxing broadcast. And people are like, yeah. You know, yeah, but I still, sense. you know, I'm still going to retweet it. I'm still going <laughs> to, I'm going to engage with the click, you know. It's don't listen to me. Yeah, he's he, that, that. Anytime he opens his mouth, and it's not about basketball. I went to school with Tyson Fury. That, that that that's all I hear when he's not talking basketball, and even sometimes when he's talking basketball, all I hear is I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to say it loud and bombastically, and you're going to like it. Exactly. exactly. It's the easy exactly. formula. Talk about the Cowboys because they're America's team or the most polarizing team every year, and you're going to get clicks automatically because that fan base is wild. So, you know, it's the easy, tr- it's a, it's a one trick thing. Find a popular thing in every sport in football. Talk about the Cowboys In basketball. Talk about LeBron, you know, baseball. I mean, I don't fucking know. You could guess you could talk about steroids. You want to drag that shit back up, but find the one polarizing thing that will what is this, always July on radio. Dude, but that's, <laughs> but that's what sports media is. That's what it is. Look at it. That's what get in the fighting, man. That's it. It's every single week. See, that's that's and, and, and that's why I I want you to come on here and let us know. Like what what should we be who should we be paying attention to that's not a McGregor? You told me John Jones is coming back, but then he got popped out there in Vegas. Who who should we be paying attention to if we really want to immerse ourselves in the world of UFC or just martial MMA overall? Kamaru Usman who's right. on a tear. He's trying to be one of the greatest fighters of all time. He's, he's the one uh, that, Steve, that, that Stephen A. said is from Nigeria when he's from Cameroon, right? Um, so Francis Ngannou is from Cameroon. Okay, so um, he got one of them mixed up and said he's from Nigeria when he's really from Israel Cameroon. Israel is from Nigeria. He moved to New Zealand at 16. Um. I think it was Nagano Kamaru then because he, he was he was trying I think to Usman's yeah from Nigeria I think it was Nagano well. and he said Nagano was from Nigeria when he's really from Cameroon and it was like see this is the guy you're putting on UFC cards and you know he's getting the most basic and he said it when there was some Nigeria shit going on so it looked even worse like Jeez. you're trying to use this guy for your point he's not even from that fucking country but whatever another thing with the uh, the UFC broadcast man it's like. We uh, we obviously like we could tell if Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth have a great night. Mike Tirico when he was on in the booth, like if, if when he's on the Italian like, Mike Mike Tirico, great great nights right. in the booth. And it's like the UFC fandom, they uh, dude, they're so new, they're young, they don't know like fucking good commentary. Mm. That's why like when Rogan takes off, it's a big miss. You got these fighters who are literally like kind of active or one or two years retired like Daniel Cormier. I, I was just going to ask, is, is Cormier good? They're all good. They're all good. I'm trying to think like, um, remember Pedro Martinez when he first got on the desk? Dude. Remember Shaq, year one? Man, you want to talk about Pedro? Dude, that's what it is in the UFC. Wow. Because I listened to Pedro last night <laughs> after Dodgers Giants. Oh, he's gotten better. Come on. It's been like five years. He was bad last night, man. He wouldn't let anybody talk. And he wasn't saying nothing. Oh, that's different. He wasn't saying. He he had word salad. He had diarrhea of the mouth. Like, 
fucking Jimmy Jimmy Rollins is sitting there trying like to more trying, than to, trying to double dutch his way in to get a word in, and then you have <laughs> Curtis Grandison on the other end who's a fucking mute because Pedro just keeps yammering about pitching, <laughs> and the biggest play of the fucking game was a check swing that wasn't a check swing. And it's like, oh, talk about the play God. that fucking decided the series. Who gives a fuck about the starting pitching? It was, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> because that's probably his thing. The producer. Because that's what I'm saying. You're the pitching guy. You're the pitching guy. But that's, pitching. but, but, but again, like that's the people behind the scenes that don't really know. They're stuck in the old, old format of how things were. So they just pay it forward. And what well, is how it should be? Like I love, I'm, and I, I'll, I'll get back to your point, but I love. Oh, I love how they have Barkley on the fucking NHL set on TNT. I just hear Boomer just like, what the hell is... He goes, Wayne Gretzky sucks. Uh, <laughs> why is well, I could say something about Boomer, Boomer, but uh, this conflict of interest. But look, it's... it's um, <laughs> thinking outside the box wins. They put Charles Barkley next to Wayne Gretzky. And you know what? It fucking worked. It got me to tune in. And I would have not checked in to see the fucking, you know, the 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 predators versus whoever the fuck on opening night on TNT. But you're telling then me, yo, go. we got Gretzky and Barkley. I'm like, oh, even though I don't agree with Barkley a lot of the yeah, time, I watched the fight, entertainment Griffin, value. I watched the golf thing with uh, Phil and Tiger the match. because of, uh, yeah, the, the match, uh, creative name because of uh, Barkley. Barkley should have been a part of the whole. Uh, yeah. Put Barkley on everything. The whole time. Put Barkley because he's the he's the type of dude that that we talk about where he lives his truth, whether you agree with it or not. He's our Rogan man. I'm telling you, Rogan's the only person I've seen put Stephen A. in his place, and he puts all these UFC fighters and champions next to them. He goes, like, but but can he to... do that to Stephen A. in other arenas that's not UFC? No, no, no. Of course. Oh, okay. But that's all why. Right. I, yeah, yeah. Of no, course okay, not. Right. But that's why I was also saying like Daniel Cormier. Daniel will like be so hard on a point. Oh man, this guy's looking for a throw, a wrestling throw. And Joe Rogan's all of a sudden he goes, No, but he's tired. And then he gets these fighters to double down, triple down on their points, and they end up looking like asses. <laughs> Rogan's so good, man. Yeah. And yeah. That's why it's like, enjoy your good commentary. So it's like is is UFC in danger of losing Rogan, or is it just strictly a money play? You kind of insinuate you, you, you think it's a money play, but do you think, think he, he could- wants that Disney money now? He got the McGregor he, upgrade. He, he got he the cut his he cut his shows down in half for the year. I think it was twenty five shows. Cut it down to like ten or twelve. Wow. Now he's like, if you want me to do the same numbers, goes. I got the Spotify money. The price is the price. The price has went up. He's chilling, man. He's smoking cigars. He's gaining weight. He's enjoying life. He like should he, look. If if someone gave me a hundred mil, and he's still getting YouTube money. He's still getting all that extra peripheral money he was getting before. Like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good over here. Like, yeah, you got to pay me to leave the house now. I'll grind it for however he grinded for however long doing that pod to get it to where it is now. And he got a hundred million. Now, like, yeah, now you got to pay me to leave the house. This is the price for me to leave. If not, I'm just going to stay home and keep potting or doing. Now, what do you think about the thing I was bringing up with the callers? About would you ever do callers on your podcast? I would love to Forget do callers. It. I have a call in line. I have I have a voicemail line, but Same. the people are scared, and it bothers me because 
they'll hit my text if it's like friends who know me or they'll hit my DMs if it's someone who knows me on Twitter IG, or yeah, shit the like messages. that. They'll, like, they'll be all up in the DMs. I'm like, dog, I have a voicemail. Air it out. But they think if, if, if I play it back and I clown them, then it's like, oh, you played me. Like, well, no, you got your shit off. Now I'm going to respond. That's it. Dude, you, you see the, the crazy sides of people when something's being recorded. Yeah, yeah. When people switch up. Yep. Yeah, they, they, they switch like, up quick. Talk to somebody's like, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, it's weird. Uh-huh. It's like, no, like, dog, bro, you just. You were the man. Yeah, like, what happened to all that energy? You had all that energy. <laughs> now you're trying to act like you're on the full of the network. Like, like on the court. <laughs> yeah, like, dog, you're not Stephen A. Like, that. that's what we're just shit talking back and forth. Like, we could do that and be normal. It, it's not, there's no cameras. And even if, even if there were cameras, like, that's not you. Whoever you're trying, you're impersonating who you see on TV. So that that's what gets weird about it. But yeah, I would love to interact with callers. I would. I miss that's, live. That's missing from the podcast game, man. Well, I I, I mean, there's ways to, to do it. This like you could do, you could stream shit live. Like I like Twitter Spaces. I don't have the thousands of followers to like really maximize it, but like I like Twitter Spaces because. Motherfuckers could just pop in the room, ask to come on stage or ask to speak. You let them speak. They get their shit off. Then they could leave or they could hang back and listen to your reply. And then maybe they could pull up again if you allow them back up a second time. Like, that's the closest thing we're at right now. But it's an app. You have to use social media. Like, to your point, we should be able to just have a phone board. Like, there's some boards where you can have a phone call in or you can call someone but it's not it's not like a free-for-all like you got to right. have an advanced have like setup five people yeah on. yeah you got to have an advanced setup for that they haven't been able to technology wise dumb that down to a price point where everyone could go buy that see are you also like me too will you kind of like build your confidence off something like for example, Luke Thomas, who worked at uh, Sirius XM mm-hmm. uh, before he got that Showtime and CBS money, mm-hmm. he would do voicemails. He would be, do like you can leave a voicemail, and it's all like uh, it, it's what is it? Would it be screen before? And like he has a script of it before. Uh, even Hawani, who could do like a full call-in show, who tries to be the the man of the people. I'm like, so, so it's handle. fake voicemails. Uh, no, no, no. It, it's real, but it's like he's not airing everything. Like, okay. I want to hear the okay. dirt and the ground. Think about that's the thing. If somebody calls, like, Sam, suck my mother's what? <laughs> See, it's like, okay, so what? All right. One of my on. favorite like, pods wasn't even a pod. It was, I did, I did Greg Larner's show, our boy Greg Larner, and the callers let me have it. Because when I go on his show, I put on the black hat. Because, you know, Greg, Greg is a smooth guy. He could play both sides, whatever. Oh, man, he's really dipped into the Southern lifestyle now. Oh, he's slow I mean, and he has easy. to. He, I mean, he has to play, play to his audience. Uh, but, you know, when I come on his show, my goal is to turn shit up. But it's not contrived. It's just... I'm going to be fully me as much as I can. So obviously for those who listen to this pod, they know I hate Chris Paul, the point fraud. 
So Greg knows to team me up on certain things. So like when the Phoenix Suns were making their run to the finals, when he would have me on, he would make sure. So what do you think about Phoenix? And then boom, I would just destroy Chris Paul for the next, you know, three minutes. And then the phone lines would light up. Why do you have this angst against Chris Paul? What's I, you got no credibility? Who are you? Da, 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 da. And then I would come right back and destroy them. But it's that Isn't given that, that it was amazing. I put it up as a podcast episode. I said this was so great. I'm about instant feedback. Like that's instant. I, you don't get dude, you more are preaching instantaneous feedback than a call. You, you are preaching because I and I and I I always implore people to give me feedback because when we do these pods, it's recorded and we're just putting it out there. And you don't know how people receive it. Yeah, you could get some analytics, you could get some download numbers or oh they listen to it 70% of the time or this is what time they listen to it or whatever I need to know no but what Dude, did you I'm think I'm very popular in Australia Dude I just <laughs> checked my shit out. I was huge in Brazil I fell off I don't know what happened but now I'm big in the Ukraine I don't know how that <laughs> happened big box of, All right all right then shout outs to Vasily Lomachenko, oh, see, Vladimir Klitschko, Alexander Forget Osaka. everything I, I said Ukraine. about the Klitschkos and Lenny Lewis ruining boxing. Forget all of that because I love the Ukraine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's, it's, I need that feedback because once we recorded and put it out, I don't know what y'all think. If you're not going to leave a voicemail, yeah, you can retweet it. You can whatever. That's cool. I, and that obviously helps amplify it. But I want to know if you think a certain segment was sucked. Let me know. Cause I might keep doing that segment thinking y'all think it's popping. Or if you oh. think, yo, that type of content, that's dope. Or you should do more of that or whatever. I don't know. I know. I think I know what's good, but what the audience might think is good could be different. Now, does this pour into your personal life where it's like, yeah, <sighs> not like i'm looking for confrontation see my family they they kind of like they they let off the gas pedal if they see a conversation just starting to like spiral up and like oh do you count on family and friends support for 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 your content um just my mom i'm like (laughs) for for feedback purposes or just no no just hey did you listen to me yeah just i talked to this guy right check it out right that's really it. yeah yeah but um i used to feel away terms of if like you used to what i used to feel away if like i knew somebody i know didn't listen i would be like yo yeah yeah i said that on the pod the other day they were like a word i'm like wait you don't listen in my head i'm saying they're like wait i thought so and so listen see i'm i'm used to it. Nobody like, well, yeah, but what's I'm saying? I had to learn, I had to learn, but initially like back in the day when it was like me and doc, like I thought all my friends were listening because I'm like, I did a thing. I put something out. I assumed all my friends would be clicking and downloading or streaming. I just assumed then I learned. Oh, so now I don't care. Like now I know probably, I would say probably half my friends probably don't listen or they don't listen right away. So it's like, all right, it's fine. It's whatever. And our family, probably the same deal. Like, all right. See, they see you differently, by the way. It's like people who hear you in the Ukraine, like, oh, man, this guy is the man. 
like you're a superhero to them but your family it's like you know it's just sam talking talking shit it's the same thing he does at thanksgiving easter (laughs) every sam talking shit yeah just same old sam Sam, sam's a fucking (laughs) like now i've become the guy that i get brought around to other people as like hey you want to talk sports let me go get (laughs) sam and then it's sam meet so-and-so he likes basketball and scene and then it's like oh man. okay uh this is like we, this could be a documentary dude uh, yeah life of a yeah uh, i don't want to sound like pompous like yeah we're the only thinkers but no life of like a radio person yeah it's it's it's, it's a thing where when you get known for a thing like i have to keep certain things on standby at the ready i have to keep my chris paul point fraud opinion <laughs> ready i have to keep my uh, habitual nut hitter, aka Draymond Green, opinion ready. Um, there's certain things I've become known for, whereas like it's like playing the hits. It's like a jukebox. Wind Sam up, mention Chris Paul, and watch him go. Or you know, mention the Warriors and Steph Curry and watch him tear down their alleged dynasty. Like it's like a you know, it's 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 it's, it's like a jack in the box. Just wind me up. Problem. <laughs> no, it's just. Look, see, you almost got me to do it. I was about to give you three minutes pause of point for I was about to go right into it because it's so automatic to me now. Like, you know, if I'm out and about and someone mentions Chris Paul, like I was on a work Zoom and someone mentioned Chris Paul and I had the urge to just jump in there like uh, he's a fr- mm. Yeah, I, I wish him the team fraud? well. Can you say why fraud? Because I, if he won a championship, I thought he was going to be the best point guard since. Don't do it. Don't do it. Isaiah. Ooh, that's kind of shade and magic. Uh, was magic before Isaiah? Uh, well, he came in the league before Isaiah. And he, okay. he played longer than Isaiah. Okay. So he's, then, he's better uh, than Isaiah. He's better than Isaiah. Paul? Oh, hell no. I'm talking about magic. Oh, oh yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Of course. No, but well, but since that era, then I'll I'll give the super better than Kid, better than Nash. Um, this is Chris Paul, and then people argue with me, Steph. Yeah, well, Steph's not a point guard. If he won the championship, oh, if he won the championship, ah, uh, and Steph's that tweener. Yeah, Steph is not a point guard. He's a combo guard. He's a shooting guard that's short. He's a short shooting guard. He's a six three shooting guard. I was arguing with the Nets fan too. He was hard on fucking uh, Kid. Well. Kid lucked into going to the like East. LeBron James is going to pass him in assist. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I mean, look, Kid joined the Nets when it was a downtime in the East. And he had, I mean, look, his peak was with Richard Jefferson and King and Martin. Those were not top 15, top 20 players in the league. But he was like so good. What's that? It sounds like a kid defense. I'm not anti. I'm not pro kid. I think kid is better than Chris Paul at being a point guard. He changed the culture for Dallas. Oh well, no, he's he's a fraudulent coach. He's a fraudulent coach. I mean, Luca's gonna want out of there. Once? No, no, no. no. I meant like uh, when he won the championship in 2010. Oh, uh, he single-handedly won the championship. I actually think his best job pro, after well, not pro after the Nets was when he was a Nick. He actually yep. did help that team when they got Chauncey to the two. Chauncey Moore, though. Eh, 
Chauncey made Carmelo tough. Chauncey also helped Carmelo mm. for the Nuggets, brought him to the conference finals. Did Chauncey do that or did Melo do that by going one-on-one with Kobe and almost beating him? I don't know. For the Nuggets? Yeah. Yeah, that's the only the only person Isn't who got in his Bynum? way was Kobe. Like Kobe's the best Bynum year. Uh, what, what year was that? Was that twenty ten? That sounds right because that was the Western Conference Finals. I think that was I think the whole year. year Bynum was healthy. Yeah, yeah. Like Kobe was the only thing that stopped Melo from getting to the finals. Dude, my sports fandom stops. Like, there's a huge gap at well, like 2013, It shouldn't exist anymore. Like, it shouldn't. It disappears. That's, like I'm just MMA. But but that's where okay, so do you consider yourself a, a MMA fan? Are you still a fan of MMA? Or are you oh, too yeah, inside now? Uh always a fan. Always, always a that's fan. why okay. I don't wanna I mean, obviously if there's money for it, I'll do it, but I don't wanna do anything like fight night coverage. Right. I just wanna just enjoy the fights. But even if you're there covering the fights, you can still enjoy it, no? Like, yeah, like, cause but like, if I'm doing like, cause like I'm, I'm I mean, at, I'm at NFL games every most Sundays, most weekends. See, I guess, but it's in like, the past I used to drink like crazy, but now I guess. Yeah. Like now if, if you're, if you're on, on the level and you're enjoying it for the spectacle that it is for the competition aspect, one, because you did it. And two, you, you have the acumen to recognize what it takes to be in the octagon to fight at a level and a high level and a competitive level. So it's all those things. Didn't Decent amateur level. Hey, look, it's still more than most It's probably more than anyone listening to this. So, um, you know, fun fact, Jay Glazer fought. I remember, I remember hearing about that and, and yeah. I, oh, I heard it was I nice. Know. I heard it was nice with it. Two and one, two and one. Oh, okay. Cause he's a, he coaches like on the side, right? Or he trains, Yeah, man. He's coaching. He's coaching Demi Lovato. Oh God. <laughs> That doesn't sound like coaching to me. That sounds like trying to find your way in. I say coaching. You could say something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's that's so. I'm telling you, the sport, man. I can't. I can't speak highly enough. The fact that women and wait till there's a fucking like well dime piece woman that's the McGregor of women fighting. Okay. Like who talks to talk? Who's gorgeous? Who doesn't get hit? Who knocks out people? Well, it hasn't happened yet. My only gripe. With Rosy, a couple of horny nerds. Yeah, she was not. Too, but, I never understood right. that. Right. And never, she's a... She's, she's, a, she's, she's, she's a, a... Yeah, exactly. Imagine when we get... Get the, an actual baddie in there. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Well, he, here's my only issue with UFC. And it's, and it's Dana. And it's the pay scale. Yeah, I mean... So, like, it's it's hard for me to root... Look, I, I'm I, I'm anti fandom anyway, but even just from a observer perspective, it's hard for me to get wrapped up in it when I know the pay disparity is so ridiculously slanted. Look, that, it's about fifteen to twenty percent. Meanwhile, hockey's like the second at forty percent. Yeah, yeah. And NBA and NFL are right there in that same same bracket, if not higher. So yeah, it's like these people are getting concussed. These people are, you know maybe shaving years off their lives 60,000 a year when you first start for three I fights mean, no. if you win if you win right it's 10 and 10 what to start and then who, who so was the woman that said she win. had to get the the fight of the night just to just to pay her bills uh, or some shit like it was Cheyenne buys who will be fighting in November again 
Good looking girl too. Dude, that was heartbreaking though. Like, yo, she had to get every penny of that. She had to get the knockout. She had to get the fight of the night. She had to get all those bonuses to be like, all right, I think I'm out of debt. I think. I think I'm I think I could pay my bills. So looking at this big picture, I believe it's four and a half years left with Disney. Uh-huh. They might end up with NBC. They might end up on CBS, wherever. I think a lot's going to happen um, under the the next uh, four and a half years while they have the ESPN contract. Everything is blown up. Like the fact that you brought up Cheyenne Baez, the story, even just the girl crying, it's right. like, you, that's been happening for fucking years. Right, right, <laughs> But nobody heard about it. Right. Thank you, the ESPN, for that. Yeah. I think we're, this is the positive spin. This is the good news. We're in the golden age of fighting. We have McGregor who brought all these fighters to the ESPN platform. Mm-hmm. It wasn't happening without him. Mm-hmm. Like, and ESPN doesn't know what they just bought. They bought a bunch of like crazy motherfuckers who curse a race bait, right. who are lesbian. Like, yeah. like yeah, 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 and there's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. I'm saying it's going to like, it doesn't shock fit the brand. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. The next five years or four and a half years, I think it's going to be these fighters don't get paid crazy, but you're going to have that golden era mm. of ter- in terms of performances. The fighters are going to get paid. I think once you get the Dana White out of there, you get the Adam Silver, the Rad- Roger Goodell, the more cleanup guy. Dana White's like the guy at the billiards kind of doing stuff, shady, payola, For sure. under the table type of stuff. 1,000%. Until a scandal comes out that gets him out of there, yeah, it's going to be crazy performances because everybody's trying to get that that carrot that conor mcgregor oh if i win 10 fights in a row i become a champion i talk the talk i walk the walk they're good looking they can sell themselves they get that million so the pay disparity is like the sheiks it's like it's a bunch of people driving gold rolls royces and a bunch of people digging holes in the desert uh, that's basically the UFC. It, it's going to be a while before there's a bunch of people making six figures and then uh, half the roster's making the millions. I think it's five years from then. So a good spin. We're going to get a lot of excellent performances, but the bad spin, it's going to take five years before we get there. Unless Dana White has a scandal, which apparently he does a lot of shady stuff. I mean, there's there's a lot there. I mean... The, the Trump stuff. And so my point is enjoy the... Enjoy it. Yeah. Th- these these are going to be the craziest next couple of years. We're past the McGregor era. The peak right. of it, we're past, right. man. Right, Like, they squeeze the sponge out with the Poirier fights. They're going to try to squeeze it when his leg's healed, maybe in a year, over the next two years. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get some cats that you haven't heard about making noise. Isra Adesanya, you heard of him, yep, right? for sure. Dude, Pagano. he's got... Years left in him. Mm. Years. You know what it is. I appreciate Ike Feldman for coming on NBC Sports Combat Sports Contributor. Really proud of the moves that he's made and uh, telling you his transition. You know, he used to be an intern walking into the newsroom wearing, you know, suits and shit. And I would clown him like, yo, what are you doing? This is a radio internship. You walking in here like it's Wall Street and shit, but uh, always was a good dude, solid individual, and I've uh, seen his journey when he talks MMA, combat sports, and boxing as well. 
he knows his shit because I know he's actually done those things and he's performed at a high level and he's been moving around the, the UFC and the MMA circles, man. He's 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 a guy that you really need to pay attention to that name because he could be a name that could become like a name that's synonymous with combat sports in the very near future. So glad I could have him on here and continue to support him on his journey. And uh, look, man, this is what I'm trying to do. Had different conversations, different people. This was one of my, this is by far, no, I don't think this is the longest pop, but it's up there. It's up there. Certainly the longest one-on-one interview I've had in a very long time. So I needed somebody that I can go and do that with. Like, oh, both of us could talk. Both of us could go. So you put the two of us together and yeah, you get conversations like that where it's just free flowing and it goes all over the place. So appreciate y'all for those who have stuck along, stuck along this long. Appreciate you especially. But uh, even if you didn't, it's all good. I, I, I know the vibe. It's it, my pods usually 45 minutes to an hour this one was like a xl version so we out here trying to do different things but you know stay locked in on the pod subscribe and rate five stars nonetheless tell a friend and i'll highlight y'all very very soon more content soon to follow follow on twitch at the cmd if you haven't trash narrative season two on the way on youtube for the cmd podcast i'm sam dusenberry i'm out